Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chalkcast number 29. Special guest today, Mr. Yummy Cheese Man, and obviously you guys, Twitch chat. And I'm also joined, obviously, by the host, myself, uh, Rizzo on my right, and then further on my right, also Rizzo. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Oh, no, no, no. He wanted to introduce Rizzo, not you, Rizzo. Oh, oh, right. uh, Rizzo, okay. how are you going over there? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd try something a bit new today. You know, not no real inspiration. Just you know, wanted to do something different. Um, but yeah, the I heard there was like some some haircut drama on this channel earlier on in the week. What, what was that about? What happened? Uh well, okay. I guess I guess we're talking about our, uh, our haircuts. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I don't know. I got a haircut and I came home and Athena was like, "You look you look EU." And I was like, okay. <laughs> it, like instantly right off the bat, she's like, you look EU. It looks good though. I was like, it was like kind of backhanded, but whatever. She said it looked good. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, you know what you look like? And I was like, who? She said, Johnny boy. And I was like, well, okay, why would you say that? Because now I want to just shave my whole head. Like, I, I don't know why I would, I would want to hear that, but I guess, uh, I guess here we are. And now, honestly, now that you put your hair down a bit, we kind of do look, look very similar. You're one <laughs> step away from rolling as Johnny boy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, it's actually make, big bro, little bro. Yeah, just need <laughs> to keep the fringe. You'll be fine. I'll let you have the fringe yeah. look. I'm not. I'm not coming for your haircut. It's <laughs> oh, fine. Thanks. It looks good though. I think you suit it. Thanks. The yeah, I, looks yeah. Good. I think it looks good. I think I like it too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's about to do some one show matches. Just <laughs> really cranking out <laughs> the crew battles. I'm about to actually do replay reviews for kickoffs. I don't know if you guys were interested in that. But <laughs> I was gonna well, start looking at everybody's any... kickoffs. Kickoff have you had any like changes of heart with like your opinions on air dribble bumps or your van now after all the, all this hate yeah over the years? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think I think they're gonna develop into the meta even more, and I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic, fantastic to hear. There's actually been a lot of drama that you know, actual drama, not not haircut mm. drama. A lot of drama this past week. Um, main topic is the SSA drama. Yummy actually has uh, a picture, <laughs> a picture of Cape. <laughs> Cape Town behind him. <laughs> the picture of Cape Town, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on, Yummy? Where are you in Cape Town? I was just thinking I'd n- take a nice, like, one-month holiday. It just seems like a really, really nice place to go. Mm. You know, I might play a little bit of Rocket League or cast a little Rocket League on the side, and that won't be the main point of my visit. But <laughs> I am just randomly going to Cape Town. It should be fun. Yeah, well, why Cape fun. Town? Uh, you know, just, just look how nice it looks. I mean, that's... You know, there's a stadium. Maybe we'll end up playing in there. That'd there is cool. a stadium. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you're that. mentioning playing a lot, Yummy. What what's going on here? What are you what are you trying to play in? Uh thinking maybe like well, you know what's funny is like I might travel during the next split, like exactly when the next split is on. Right. During spring. That I, I was thinking like maybe exactly four weeks five weeks maybe if i have to play the qualifier sorry cast the qualifiers but wouldn't uh, that mean that you missed the the split back home well i'm not good enough in the split back home i wouldn't make top oh, eight right, what's yeah. the point of that yeah you get new casters yeah. coming in and taking taking your spot there like cj so yeah the competition is just too stiff best yeah. leave look for easier uh competition where you think you can <laughs> yeah. get a win yeah yeah i heard i heard uh graybeard the other day who's the the SSA caster saying any more casters in SSA, so obviously needs somebody. Uh, why not? Mm. Well, of course, for the uninformed, um, this is not actually happening. Yummy's not really good at Cape Town, but uh, 
Two well, you, or you can three. See, you can see he's in Cape Town, Johnny. He doesn't need is to it, go. Yeah. He's already in there. <laughs> Facts. So, yeah, there were three players from... A, they're a CRL team, right? In North America. Have I yeah. got that right? Yep. A CRL team. Uh, they want to go and play a, uh, play a split in um, in uh, sub-Saharan Africa, SSA. That's the, the, the region, the RLCS region, who have two wildcard spots for the World Championship. Last season, you would have seen them. Uh, two teams there. Um, yeah, they, they want to go over there for a split. I think this, they still want to do it, right? They've not, like, changed their mind at all. Yeah, I'm they? pretty sure they still want to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, they want to go out there, play for a split in SSA. Um, and I, I think they, I saw that they were trying to do it to, you know, combine a, a, a vacation, a holiday with, um, uh, yeah, competition. Maybe get some money and pay for their holiday. That's oh yeah. T base is saying their NA bubble players don't slander the CRL name. Okay, <laughs> NA bubble players uh, aren't all CRL players bubble players. Or I guess there's like one or two pros, right? You're just smurfing in in CRL. That's a different story though. <laughs> but yeah, topic at hand. They they announced that they were going to do this, or they announced they're looking for an org to go get paid to play an SSA for one split. And there was a lot of drama around this because of the the, the way that they were tweeting about it. Mainly is is what I saw. We can go into that in a bit. But yeah, Rizzo, you you had a uh, you actually have you uploaded a video about it yet, or is that still to come? Uh, I uploaded a video about 45 minutes ago, so pretty good timing. Oh, I haven't had <laughs> time to go watch yeah. it yet. <laughs> uh, essentially, the, yeah, the whole I mean, the whole premise of the video, I guess I would just say, is me basically giving the timeline of like how this even happened, and then I reiterated what I tweeted, which was yeah. essentially that um, if you're mad at a team going to a developing region to compete while on vacation, it's a problem with the system, not the players. And somehow, somehow people took that as if I was like using that logic for everything in the world at once, but <laughs> definitely not. I was talking specifically about this Rocket League situation. But my main point about the whole tweet, maybe it could have been worded better, but my main point was just that the system is broken and I don't think full teams should be able to travel to different regions to be able to compete. I don't think full, full team region transfers should be allowed. And we talked about that a little yeah. bit on this podcast, I'm pretty sure. We talked about like ways we could prevent it, mm -hmm. but obviously there's been no... Uh, well, no, I guess public discussion from like Sionix about them actually stopping like import players and import teams or anything like that. Because I do think it's interesting for the scene for sure. Like when Turbo came to NA, like that was a really sick thing and a really cool move. Um, yeah. and, and like teams moving regions, I feel like kind of lost the hype a little bit. I don't know if everybody feels the same way with that. But I think over time, gradually, mm -hmm. as teams started moving regions more and more and it kept happening more, I don't think that uh, that initial feeling of like Turbo going to NA was the same. <laughs> I think I think the real problem, like I agree with you in spirit, because there's no like defined line. Where where does the line actually cross? Like, it, realistically, you could go for a weekend, right, or, or one week, and play just one regional and kind of mess up. You could even have the <laughs> yeah, best. Go, you could have Carmen Corp. You could have Carmen Corp. Go to SSA. Go to one regional and mess up a team's chance at Worlds because they were on their side of the bracket or something like that. Destroyed their run. Uh, there's no actually defined line because you also have every single kind of line here represented. You have, you know, Turbo moving across, just like a, a random import to NA. And then you have Nolly and, and Jack moving across. Two imports, is that enough? And they're moving to NA, is that fine? Moving to, and then you have Elevate who are moving two players to a smaller region and dominating that. 
Yeah. Uh, is that fine? And then you have a team like uh, Complexity and Furia moving three players, but to a defined region like NA. And then you have maybe a team moving three players to an under, a smaller region, a developing region. And then you have a team going to a developing region just for one split rather than for an entire season. Would it be okay for them to go if they were going for the entire season and actually trying to get to Worlds compared to just going for a split and potentially ruining ruining local teams' chances of being that second slot at Worlds. Well, like, I agree that, the, you know, the, obviously the system is changing, but in terms of this specific situation, right, these guys could have just flown over, not said anything, and just like, oh, we happen to be in a regional. Wouldn't have got the publicity. Obviously, the SSA scene still would have been a little bit annoyed if they happened to do pretty well, but it could have just completely flown under the, under the radar. The problem with this situation is that these fellas went on Twitter and went, we are going to absolutely wipe the floor with these absolute stinkers of a region. We could do it in APAC as well, but we've decided to go to SSA. This is going to be the easiest thing ever. LMAO, region sucks. We yeah, might so we're not going to practice. We're not going to scrim. We're not going to like do anything. We're just going to play yeah. the regional, take the money, and, yeah. and then leave. Uh, and that, <laughs> that, was, that was their take. Oh. They were like, this is going to be the easiest thing we've ever done in our lives. We could play blindfolded. They were just kicking down on a region that, like, didn't, you know, obviously they don't have the exposure. They don't have the practice. They're pretty new in the RLCS as well. They just came in with, like, this these bubble players that couldn't crack it in their own region or had been, but, you know, have been around for a while. All of a sudden, just with their egos on the size of the moon, just kicking down on a region that, like, is still developing. That was, like... The crazy thing and the, probably the reason yeah. why it's got so much exposure definitely yeah that, I, I think that's the problem here is that um well actually one of mike and lunar both tweeted this at me um uh the other day they were you know kind of taking responsibility for um their their actions in a way so that, that's good to see um uh, the day after uh, all of this happened because this all happened in the same night that they tweeted looking for an org they just went to war on the timeline with all of the SSA players who were saying, actually, we don't, you know, really condone this happening. This this kind of sucks from our POV. Um, but yeah, the day after, it seems like one of Mike Lunar um, in particular were like, yeah, we probably didn't uh, need to do that. We probably went about this the wrong way. My my bad. But uh, they do they do make a comparison here saying that they talk the same trash in NA and therefore it's, you know, it should be fine because, you know, yeah, we're talking trash to SSA, but we do that in NA as well, so this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. But I I think that the there's a clear difference there. You know, when you're trash talking your yeah. own region, there there's a the, the that's fine. That's you know, trash talking sideways to people in the same situation as you. But yeah, you can't you just copy paste that trash talk and accept it to, expect it to resonate when you're saying it about SSA, who are the least um supported region in RLCS. They don't have their own R official RLCS stream, they don't have their own spots and majors. Uh, they have, I think, the same prize money as APAC. They're the least supported region. So, you know, talking like that to a, a region who are completely isolated, they can't play on the big servers and get good practice. They can't go to majors as often as other regions can and get good practice. It's just really disrespectful. And it's like uh, a bit of a, uh, yeah, bit of a self-centered view of things, not to realize that, yeah, probably shouldn't punch down like that. Probably should show a little bit more respect. Um, especially in a situation where you're just going in and causing a ruckus you know i think it is different from the elevate uh james cheese situation james cheese went out there for the whole year so they're seed one you know they're not going to randomly be seed number 16 in an event um who are just going to take games off teams um because they who, who they shouldn't take games off you know what if you know i, I think they're um, and they're playing with realize 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Elevator playing with relays as well. So that's a two thirds uh, import. This is a full import in the spring split. I feel like going in a spring split is much worse um, for the circuit system because it. What if you know? There's. I think there's a close fight for a second it's place. It's double elim as well, so like yeah, it's meant to be well seated. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Per- it'll be perfect seated double elim. Um, but they're going to be lower seed than they should be. Probably yeah. they're they're probably supposed to be seated like top three, top four. Um, but they're going to come in as a bottom seed because they haven't played any games the whole year. Um, and yeah, there's a pretty close fight for second uh, place in SSA. And if they just come in and just randomly get in the Orlando Pirates, who are currently in second place side of the bracket, eliminate them early, that kind of ruins Orlando Pirates' uh, you know split and allows teams who shouldn't mm. be catching up to them to catch up for free. So it's not just about, oh, well, you know, beat the team in front of you. No, this is going to be a massively underseeded team who just get ran. Or they're going to randomly ruin someone's day. It's sort of like what Gen G do in NA. You know, they they don't win their group, and then somebody meets them in the quarterfinals. Like, what are these guys doing here? Now we're never going to lose. Uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of I think a different situation than going over there for the whole season. Agreed. I uh, that there were two things. You know, for, from the SSA players' perspective, it was very clear. Number one, the disrespect, like punching yeah. down at minimum and just complete disrespect uh, outside of that. And then obviously it ruins a bunch of players' chances to A, get to Worlds if they are unlucky, and B, you know, make the very small amount of money that is available to them. They only have a 20K prize pool uh, compared to other regions that have 30 or 100 and mm. so, like a second or third place to them is is huge compared to maybe getting knocked out in a quarters or even before that if the double elim doesn't go in their favor. Yeah, Snowy had a pretty. Uh, or no, not Snowy. Sorry, who was it? Somebody tweeted today um, from SSA. I've totally forgotten who it was. Uh, so apologies for that. But yeah, they they tweeted out you know just explaining the situation that these players are in, having to deal with like you know uh, electricity outage uh, outages. And having to deal with like you know not being able to afford good PCs to play on. Yeah, I think, um, I think you know, that was uh, just... Magu. I actually have the thread open. That's right. Yeah, it's Magu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got it. Nice. Yeah, I can I can paraphrase a little bit, or I can read the whole thing. Um, yeah. He just said, "Our scene has been around since launch day as any other. It didn't appear overnight when RLCS was introduced. It's been a marathon to get us to this point. Our passion bears fruits in minor victories with disproportionate celebrations. The scene doesn't just run in the background like that of a major region, as individuals of the community." We all play our parts. I played mine long ago and still feel a deep attachment. And so if you come here only to gain and not contribute, you are not welcome here. Gaming is not a casual thing in a third world country. We have to struggle with overpriced hardware, poor connectivity, electricity blackouts, low server population, etc. Importantly, gaming is simply not a career choice over here and our prize pools are not vacation money. I sincerely hope you do get to visit our beautiful and flawed country. I only wish that you are humbled by who and what you are taking labored fruit from. Yeah, I and, think that's really explaining it better than we can. So yeah, I, good... I was like, I was kind of like, I mean, I was on the side of like SSA, but at the same time, I think, um, let me rephrase that. I was on the side of SSA with, <laughs> with like the whole thing. And then I saw this tweet and I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Like when, when you get mm. just get that other perspective with that, like um, the fact that, I mean, the, the biggest thing to me is like the, elect- I mean, everything obviously, but like the electricity blackouts as well. Like sometimes those guys don't have electricity for like seven hours throughout the day. I saw a couple of tweets like that because it's like I- Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically like Texas, me like a week ago. So essentially the same thing. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a little worse, but I don't know. Um, yeah, no, can no, be no, too there's, sure. other, 
yeah, no, maybe, maybe it, the a little bit. Maybe a little sucks. bit. The situation sucks. It's not something that you know you can just. I mean, I I feel like you know it was a very selfish uh, look from the uh, yeah from from the CRL, the bubble players trying to go over there. Um, that that's really all there is to say. It's just you know it's a weird. selfish view of things. Not uh yeah. you know not a fair um thing to think about doing. They're not wrong to go. You know it is it is within the rules. Like Rizzo tweeted, it's it's within the rules to go. But you know, got to, there's got to be a better way to do it than that. I, yeah, I feel like, I, yeah, that's just not it. It just isn't. There, it also, I, don't, I, don't feel like, I don't think it's the best thing for their careers either. Like, how can that no. possibly be the best thing for their careers if they're trying to make it an well, NA? The way, the way no shot that's the best thing for their career. The way they've behaved, even advanced, even if they don't go, is not the best thing. And I, I even, on a personal level, rather than just like talking about, you know, the rules or anything like that, even their apologies on Twitter was very much like, you know, sorry, not sorry. You should see it from our point of view, but it didn't look to try and even see it from their point of view either. Uh, I would have preferred, well, they're, like, they're, oh, they're, sorry. They're, their opinion, their point of view is that, you know, we just want to have, uh, you know, good vacation. Just a game. We want to have fun. Money. You know, we want to, you know, make, get, have a good vacation, have some fun. Um, I think they've never met up in person as a team before. Um, so they want to do that. You know, yeah, these are all good things. But you can't just ignore all of the negatives that come with that and say, "Oh, look, this is our point of view." No, the point your your point of view has to be the whole picture. You can't just be have this selfish view. You need to look at the bigger picture here. Uh, that's why people haven't really been on board with uh, with uh, their idea. I think there's got to be better better holiday destinations. Surely, just I don't know, play the NA <laughs> split yeah. probably. Why would you? Why would you? You know, sacrifice a whole split in NA against uh, that, that's such valuable practice. For a for a CRL team to just get into the close quals, like that has to. Yeah, be, and I feel like they said like they 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 still want to be pros, like they still want to play. You know, they want to get to the highest level, be the best in the world. But like, I don't know. It, it feels like there's a lot of different arguments that don't sort of relate to what's going on right now that they're bringing in, and the whole just having fun in a vacation is just it's just oh, for me it's just weird. Like it's um and to not I guess be considerate of the other side of things um really at all like as you said like the apologies were were again just a, a bit weird like you know and then it's just sort of been like well regardless you're either on our side or not we're just having fun we're just playing games and then it's just like well you've done a lot of damage already um and it sounds like they still want to do it so um it's it, i don't know i don't know what to compare it to like a i don't know like a other real life situation but it, it it is really weird when you think about it just like how you know, just the advantages that they have to just then go over there to a to a region that, as we said, has a lot of lot of issues with like their location. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's not fair. And yeah, to try and do that without even attempting to synergize and like make something cool them. out of the whole like you know, uh, you know, help help the region in some way. They were like, nah, we don't care about any of that. We're just going to come take the money and leave. You know, that's like, come on, it can't be the way to do that. There's just no way. Um, Chicago saying right now he doesn't think that they're thinking about their career with this move. Obviously, they can't contend in NA, so they have to move, which shows that they're kind of just doing it for fun, knowing they don't have much a career in line. Um, you know that I'm sure that's the take many people would agree with. I have I don't really know. Uh, I've not been following those uh, the the bubble players uh, in question uh, closely enough to know if that's true or if they do have you know a chance of making a, a regional or a chance of making a close qualifier. Uh, yeah, but. It doesn't seem like they're taking it that seriously if they're just going to skip a split um, to go and 
play somewhere else. Rizzo, what are you laughing at? <laughs> what? I just, I just, I don't know. I saw something a little silly. Yeah, just something um, a little silly. Yeah, yeah something. I saw, I saw something a little silly in chat. But I actually, I do. I, I don't know. Okay, so I think there's, there's two reasons why I think they should do this. Just because if they do it, it would be. I, I feel like it would actually cause a rule change if they did mm -hmm. go and do it, and I feel like that is for the better eventually is that like selfish to say i have no idea so, that's, I feel, i'm not gonna lie i feel like that's copium i feel like that's copium i, I, I feel I, like there's all how else are they gonna check well okay well, like, I, me I feel like the whole I, situation is, has already happened the fact that this whole discussion is happening should already have psionics you know alarm bells going off they don't need to actually go there for psionics to know about it and be like wait wait this could actually has actually ruined the top you know one of the top two teams chances yeah, yeah i guess that makes sense Okay, the other the other reason is because it would be really funny if they lost. If they lost. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think they could lose. I don't really know too much about them, but I, I think they're probably underestimating the SSA teams and overestimating themselves. Um, so yeah, they're, it's not like they're just going to go in and completely be 100% winning. I don't think it's that simple, yeah. but yeah. I, I, I think that goes to like the general discussion on like what should the rules be you know where is the line drawn and how do you actually write up the rules because at the moment the rules literally just say you have to reside in a region and mm. reside in a region is really undefined and there's also a potential situation over in north america where you have potential in the future if teams keep moving over where you'll have North American teams going to majors and stuff with no players or very few players actually from the US, Canada, or Mexico at the LAN. And mm. then that that's a, a big thing as well. We see it in other esports. League of Legends has yeah. import restrictions, uh, stuff like that. I think even Dota somehow has import restrictions, despite how loose it is as a as a esport. And uh and I do believe that even the situation where Furio Complexity and Gen G were to make it, I think that would be enough for Sonics to go, oh, hang on, this is potentially a problem. Well, one of the problems really is that, like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, having traditional esports rules, as you said, having like making sure you have visas, work visas, and stuff, like you've got Gen G moving over, which is like one of the highest profile moves. And it, like, originally, I feel like those guys were kind of just like moved over to, to Canada. So I think I think nearly you know their hands are tied there, Sonics, because they sort of they've let things happen for so long. Maybe they just need to like come in and stamp it out now and be like, righto, from now on, any moves and even like the existing teams have to have visas, have to have work visas or whatever to participate. Because I I think they've sort of I don't know if they've been forced to sort of let things slide, but with like a lot of the high profile moves, I feel like they weren't. Like they hadn't ticked every single box before they started competing, if that makes sense. Can, can I, I go like personally? Different. I'm very happy for teams to move to NA because it's a strong region and they have to actually fight for it and they've got the support. And yeah, that, that's not, different. Like, it's to it. totally yeah. different. They're not just like going over to, you know, attempt to dominate. They're, they're just, you know, switching either like, as, you know, to a similar strength region or to a harder region. Um, but there yeah. is still a problem. I do foresee a problem if if you ended yeah. up at, like just imagine a situation, a hypothetical where there was no NA players going to a major, uh -huh. you know, and then all of a sudden Johnny can no longer tweet 
the NA are greater than EU because there's no NA players. <laughs> yeah, that would be a disaster. But no, I think that's a different discussion, though, because that's the problem you're bringing up is valid. You know, would North American viewers actually tune in to NA or LCS if there were no North Americans playing? You know, we had one North American in the final, the grand final for the most recent regional. Was that a problem for North American viewers? Did they really did they want to watch that? You know, compared to if it was G two in the final or phase in the final, NA people. <clears throat> I don't think it would have been an issue because you know Jack and Nolly are pretty popular. I think in North America as well, so that's you know fine. But let's say I think the worst case scenario for NA viewers this in this season would be a Furia versus Complexity final, which is not out of the question. By the way, that could happen. I think both teams would have to really perform well. And catch Gen G on a bad day, um, in order for that to happen. But it is—it's feasible. It's, it's you know feasible enough to merit discussion. Mm. Would any viewers care about that? Would they want to watch CR, uh, you know CRR, Raze Bull, AJG versus Furia in a I, final? I, don't think, would, I don't think that's but... the question. I think the question is: Would they support a strong teams going the NA teams going to the major if they're if they're or. Not- I think that the fact that there's still like good American, like there's still American NA contending teams is fine. But the problem is, is if it becomes like a league of legends where there's like one North American player in the entire main event. Yeah, you know, sort that's, of that's true. And, that's why, and, that's and why it's good. Legends still sucks somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but that's I think the the saving point for Rocket League is that NA is way better at Rocket League than they are at other esports, as far as I'm aware. So, uh, you know, teams Huge like. Genji and Furia, they're not just coming in and winning everything, getting every, well, Genji kind of are, but <laughs> getting every, you know, grand final, taking away all the, the major spots for free. Because, um, yeah, in other esports, NA is a minor region. It's like, uh, it's just not, it's not competitive on the world stage. Um, but in Rocket League, NA, NA's uh, players and teams are, are very good. So it doesn't, uh, right now, seem to be an issue. In, in League of Legends, NA lose to OCE, who doesn't even have a region. Like, there's no ACE <laughs> tournament. Uh, and in CSGO, they send, like, two NA teams to a major and, like, 14 EU teams. Uh, what, Dota 2, like, they have the same uh, problem, though. There was a, a Dota 2 team that won uh, TI once, so that's pretty cool. Very well. well very, very good. I think they had EU imports, but, you know same diff yeah i think it's fine i think in, in rock league it's fine for now but if you know if they try if you know Sinox decided to do something um i don't think it would be bad i think if there was some kind of restrictions it, it would be fine but it's okay right now the way it is as well it, but for the other regions like apac yeah. ssa i think they do need some kind of protection i think this is a situation where you do need rules like the rules yeah. have been similarized across every region i do think you should have specific rules for smaller regions uh, that potentially protect them. I don't think OC needs protection. Nobody needs to move there. And there's enough strong teams, in my opinion, to, like, if they lose, mm-hmm. to, you know, suck yeah, it up. Yeah, I think, I think it's just APAC and SSA. You know, they're the, they're yeah. the newest regions. They're the, the regions with the most catching up to do. So I think, you know, rules like if a player or a team play uh, you know any event at all in those regions they can't play for that whole season anywhere else like you just have to stay there like yeah. elevate are doing right now in apac you know if you're gonna go you've got to stay you got to be a part of that ecosystem what what happens though if you get like some kind of six month visa and you expect to be able to get another six months at the end 
and yeah. the visa falls through or something, you can't then play. That's that's back that's in inherent your risk. Region. That's that's okay. inherent risk. Yeah, you've got to just take that. You've got to you know uh, own that risk. I think, and that would be the the decision for the players to make. But also, yeah, like halfway through a season, obviously they might try and sign someone. You know, maybe a player like you know I don't know breaks the wrist, can't play. Sucks they for they that need, one need a new player. They like bring. They have to bring someone else in. But yeah, you. I think you you'd have to limit it to like one, like uh, per per split. You can't just have whole new team move in um halfway through a split yeah it's it's you know what elevate have done doesn't seem to have caused any problems in apac i don't know is there do, do any of the i APAC mean they're, they're absolutely complain? dominating but they're dominating uh, yeah but do, but do, they at do, least do, try it like they scrim every other team they yeah. participate in six man they're in the like ecosystem aren't they? they're yeah, part they're of this yeah they're part of the region yeah. now you know they're in that region that's what they're 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 contributing so i don't Sleep think APAC have a problem maps. with that i don't think APAC uh like are viewing that negatively like SSA do about this other situation, which is completely different. So. Can, can I give a, a genius example? A hypothetical, if you Please. will. Please. Yes. And now let's let's think about this hypothetical. What if Genji, right, their intention was to move to NA, obviously, and they went to, Nully and Jack went to Canada first until they could get approved to be in the US. Mm-hmm. And hypothetically, what if they just like didn't qualify and then they had to go back yep. to EU? Would we then consider that a vacation? <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess we could. <laughs> but and then no, would, would I, they be in it's, the same boat? It's, it's, I mean, no, it's just different because it's nah, still, as we said, they're punching, they're going sideways. Like, they're moving to NA. It's not... Yeah. It's we were talking about smaller what, regions and also, like, I would plus, say... Plus the intent, like, they were trying to mm. be there, That's at least. also covered by the rules. You can't rule intent, let, let's be clear, because all, all that does is mean that, like... Obviously, Wonder Mike and Luna are idiots and said, and said, you know, we're going on a vacation, blah, blah, blah. They showed their intent. They're still saying it in chat. Most, most <laughs> players are going to just do it, you know, and not talk about their intent. Um, so, in theory, that's not, like, the best way you can rule it. However, I'd say if you didn't make a top 16 and you went back, then you weren't part of it. And that can easily be ruled in, you know. If you make a top X, then you can't go back and play in your original region so like if you went to apac and you completely failed no harm done didn't make a top 16 didn't make a top eight whatever the rule would be didn't get any prize money maybe then you'd be allowed to move back Mm. one of mike says i feel like just popping up in ssa without an explanation is worse i probably not in the all situation in (laughs) in terms of just (laughs) completely like publicly saying how terrible the players in the region is and how easy to be is worse i I know it's it's it's, it's it'd be worse for you pop- because you want to speak to at least like See, admin. I think here's the correct way i think that they could have done this is they could have said okay you know we we're, we're going to be in ssa forget about all this like vacation thing just say we are actually going to be there during the spring split we want to participate if an org wants to you know uh pick us up that would be great while we're there we're going to be working with the you know teams in the region uh, you know, playing six man scrimming. We really want to be a part of the ecosystem. Um, and also, we're reaching out to Psionics to maybe get some kind of, you know, okay, wait, let me stop, higher let me stop seeding. You there. Let me stop you there. Reaching out to Psionics yeah. won't work. I'm just going to say no, it right there. All, all, all to say is like, okay, we've reached out to Psionics to suggest that they seed us higher based on a, like some kind of seeding event that they do 
to see that they're real seed to, so that they don't like get randomly seeded into like Orlando Pirates around one and send them to the lower bracket, you know, something like that, or eliminate the a team who are actually contending for a world spot. You know, there there could be some kind of there is probably a solution there coming having having a, a seeding event because a team have joined the region in the spring who are probably not sixteenth seed. They're probably higher higher seed than that. You need to I, you know do I something don't about think that. that. Ever ever like change like do a seeding event either. Like knowing I think in a situation event. like this, it would be it's possible. It would be beneficial, but like yeah, I, I'm just saying, you know, that would I think that would have been the way to do it. Like think about it from SSA's POV. Think about it from like the community's POV, the other players that you're going to be competing against, and then you know, honestly, I think a smart move would have been to say, and we're actually going to be passing up all the prize money because that's not what we're here. We're just in the region, you know. I think it would have been smart to do it like that um, because. Yeah, I'm sure you would love to win some money, but it sounds like you're pretty committed to doing this anyway, regardless, like uh, money or no. Like it sounds like this is if this is possible for you, then yeah, just go and do it, and yeah, tr- try and also, look at it from SSA POV. So somebody mentioned in chat the situation is, is sorry, I just stuttered. The situation is exactly why the age needs to be increased for RLCS, but these are serious <laughs> players. Like these guys are yeah. like adults; they're 18 yeah, plus. They're older. So doesn't really make much sense to. Up that, unless you're trying to up it to like 25 or something. I don't know, just random, <laughs> random age. 30-year-olds only, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like, <clears throat> I think the, like, it's some, like, obviously the rules need to change for it, which is, which is clear, but uh, it still mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can just do it even if it, like, the rules allow. It doesn't make it like a, like either a smart thing to do or something that should be done. Um, I don't know. And, and I guess, you know, Rizzo's sort of tweet, I guess everyone was comparing it to real, real world, real life situations, <laughs> which is a weird thing to do. But it, it also, it, it sort of, you know, to sort of try and relate to that. It, it is similar. Like just because something can be done doesn't mean it should be done for the sake of it. Um, just kind of what's happening here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's not. Is there anything in the RLCS rules about like uh, how much you can spam quick chats and stuff? Nobody does it. Like even though. Actually, some players did do it back in the day. Well, but I'm pretty sure the you know, there are things you can do that are just annoying to the opposition, the, the opponents. You're not going to do it, though, because it's like, okay, let's just respect each other as competitors because yeah. yeah, there wouldn't I, I think, be a competition if the, there was that's no... That's the rule. It's like something along the line. Like, there's nothing specific about quick chat spamming, but like, if you you are quick chat spamming, it could fall under like being it respectful under, like, to yeah. Yeah, the opponent and stuff like that. Uh-huh, there's a lot, of, uh-huh. a lot of stuff in the rules that isn't defined purposely like i think resides in is not defined purposely because that gives uh the room for admins to or like the organizers sonics to make the decisions based on the spirit of the rule rather than very hard line because if you have a hard line of a rule it's easy to find the loophole and just go through it and that's similar to you know quick chatting there's a rule like don't be disrespectful and so the way that rule would be enforced is an admin would say, hey, quick chatting your opponent constantly is disrespectful. Don't do it or you'll be fined further on, banned, etc." Well, maybe if it was like Call of Duty, you know, how they have gentlemen's agreements where that's sort of sort of a subset of rules decided by the players, certain, you know, kill streaks, guns can't be used, stuff like that. Maybe we just need to have like a, you know, some, some, some Rocket League gentlemen's agreements. Rules. No bumping, no no bumping, no demo. I've, already, I've actually already got. I, I, wrote, I wrote this up, CJ. The the general commandments. It's a. It exists. It's a <laughs> skilled goals cannon. only. Cannon. No yeah, weird no kickoffs. Skilled, no yeah, skilled goals only. Yen is finished. 
<laughs> Milk helpers. <laughs> yeah, Wait, actually, I, I heard I heard something uh, like people were molding during a, like the one v one thing you did, Johnny, because he kept air yeah. bumping. Is that true? Is it something like that? So yeah, I, I actually went back and looked uh, at the exact amount. Yan scored four air dribble bumps in the first game against Daniel uh, <laughs> that they played on my channel yesterday. And then in the every game after that, he scored, I think, one in games two, one in game three, one in game four, two in game five, if I recall. Um, so he did air dribble bump like a lot. He, try, he tried more that didn't work, um, but most of them worked. And it was mostly game one. Um, that was what he did mm -hmm. at the start, and then he switched to other strats later when Daniel was starting to try and counter air dribble bumps. Um, but yeah, Daniel had a game as well where he hit three. He scored three air dribble bumps in one game later in the series. So yeah, not so much complaining about that uh, from Daniel's fans. Who I mean, Daniel's got some crazy fans. Gotta say, I, I love Daniel. I love work. I love working with him. He's like very. Uh, he's always on time. He always like puts uh, puts everything on the uh, in, in, like all hundred percent effort into every game he plays. And he's super talented and exciting to watch. But man, some of his fans are weird. There was one comment you showed me, CJ. Like while while I was like talking about the differences, I said something like, "I think you know, Yan is probably the best one v one attacker in the world." Uh, and I truly believe that. I think he is. I think because he's a, if you had top turned cards, I said he'd be a ten on attack and maybe a nine on defense. So Daniel would be a nine point five in both. So they're both extremely close. But I'd say Daniel's got better defense marginally. Yan's got better offense marginally. And someone in chat wrote. Dan makes more money than yeah. <laughs> Dan makes more money. So I'm like, had, what is this? I had, what is this comment? <laughs> I had a also, I don't think he does. I think yeah, I made a disgusting amount of money last year because he, he got fourth at Worlds That's and true. He won Gamers Eight. So it's not even yeah. Yeah. true. First <laughs> off, valid. Second off, I had actually a, a second or like a kind of similar situation with that uh, about Squishy or something where, where people were arguing like. The skill set of Squishy versus somebody else. This is like three years ago or whatever. And then some guy in chat was like, yeah, but Squishy has a Corvette. <laughs> Just flex so, on. It's true though. Uh, Squishy has a Corvette. So, I mean, it makes sense. That's, oh, that's class. I mean, it, so yeah, when we're on the analyst desk, all we should do is talk about who the richest players are. Oh, yes. man. This Squishy guy, he's so rich. Just watch how rich he is on the pitch today. That'll be great. Classics also has a Corvette, which doesn't really show that up in the yeah, but, competitive rock league world. The poker, oh, the poker analyst Wait, would be talking classics about. Classics beat you at a worlds. Classics also beat me at a worlds. Oh, we're also we're all talking about both of you at the oh. same actually, worlds. Actually, it, actually, looks like we're out of time for the day. Uh, welcome, <laughs> thanks everybody uh, for watching Shotguns. Rough, rough scenes. Yeah, uh, but anyway, look, happens. it's an interesting situation, uh, the whole thing, and we'll, we'll have to see what comes from it, if Sinex, um make a statement or something, or the boys just go and the SSA region blows up. Or at, at minimum, we can hope that at least, like, there's not some random team that gets completely screwed over that was in competing for Worlds, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, competing for that second world. Maybe spot. there'll be a luck that it all works out. Mm-hmm. Hope so. Hope so. Oh, so... One other thing I wanted to briefly mention here uh, on a different topic is so Turbo tweeted after failing to qualify for the um, second regional of the split. He tweeted that something like uh, maybe it might be time to to call it or it might be time to end it. What did he tweet again? Sedge. I'm going to have to go find that. Um, yeah, he's hinting retirement after failing to qualify for the second regional. He didn't said, make the first one either, I believe. At this point, I just think it's time. That's what he said. At this point, I just think it's time he tweeted. Um, sad to see. Um, I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch any of those games yet. Um, but did any of you guys watch Dark Zero's games? I did not get to watch, watch Dark Zero's games. 
Yeah, they went one and three in the three teams. I mean, the, these close calls are pretty stacked now for North America. Uh, it's you know, it's not like they're losing to teams who they Didn't shouldn't be. Did come to. seventh or something? Like sort of just scrape through after coming. Yeah, top yeah, four yeah. In original. Yeah, yeah. I think that happened. So, yeah, that's kind of some some relevant news that we have to bring up, but definitely sad to see. What if Turbo does retire? Um, if he if he thinks it's time, you know, it's up to him. Um, uh, what do you what would you like to see him do next? What do you, what do you mm. guys think is next for Turbo in the Rock League scene? Well, I still held the hopium that it was just like a knee-jerk reaction after and that he won't retire, yeah. And that he won't retire, but uh, I'm, I'm happy. For, like, Turbo is such a personality. I'd like to see him do something personality-wise, whether that's being on the analyst desk, being part of First Touch, streaming. Hopefully streaming. I wish he streamed earlier. Go to SSA. <laughs> we go to SSA. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, <laughs> that could be that could be could be a good move. Um, yeah, Turbo's Turbo's so funny. Like I feel like he uh, maybe hasn't had that exposure or hasn't given himself the exposure in in terms of showing his personality that much. Like, I know a lot of people know how funny he is and stuff, but mm. he um he's certainly got a future anywhere he wants to, where his face is a bit more on camera and he's talking. He says he's joining NRG. They need my help. That again. would be he said again. <laughs> incredible. Oh my goodness. They need him back. Love to see it. I think it's knee jerk though. Turbo, he'll stick around. Yeah. I think, you know, they've got it's it's such a cutthroat regional. Like they might just pop up next split and swing it around with a bit of off season prax and more screams. They've got Greg in just signed as a coach as well. So let's see what they can do with a bit of an off season. A lot of they've got a lot of time now. I mean the next split probably starts in May. So mm-hmm. Um, they're chilling. Mm-hmm. They've got a few months ahead of them to, to prac if they put their head down. So we'll see if Turbo will put his head down and go for it. I'm sorry, I just laugh because it's like you say, you know, he's got a, f- a few months until you know his next regional or, or whatever, whatever it is. A few months to lock in and stuff, but it's like, man, why is there a few months, three months or whatever? Wait, what'd you say? When is he playing? After having like five months off, yeah. Yeah, like end of April, so, I think, is the next one. You got, like, got a few months to play two weekends of regionals yep. and then another few months off. Two it's months kinda, to prep for a, a weekend. It's kind of the format. It's a bit cutthroat. Three months till next NA calls. Yeah, we had a bit of a discussion about this with the format um, at the start of the season or in the off-season about how it's a bit... It's been interesting when you work out that a lot of pl- some teams have five, six months off and then they're playing for a couple of weekends then three months off, then a couple of weekends then three months off and then couple weekends and yeah, then it's another that, five months off teams that don't so, make invite but also just teams that don't make the major have a long time off yeah it's crazy yep. yeah from third should... split major worlds it's crazy a lot of time off into the off season we should probably touch on that uh uh briefly as well so, so the third regional of every split is uh the top 16 teams in overall points this season not split points so that's crazy it, yeah, yeah the, the top 16 teams have just been uh, confirmed for EU after Regional 2 completed. Um, and two of the teams who have made it into the Invitational did not make Regionals this split, but because of their success in the Fall split, they are still in the top 16. Um, and they're going to be playing in the Invitational this uh, split, well, in a couple of weeks in EU. So, yeah, that's just another another way that uh, yeah some teams are not being able to participate yeah, that's, for longer that's an incredibly Ooh. odd ruling like i saw yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember who i saw tweet tweet that but it was so it's just it does, does not make any sense why they take overall points well see there okay so to try and think of it from like the 
the perspective of what you know what is it trying to achieve like to try and think about what is that trying to do it's it's clearly an attempt to get a more consistent you know set of teams participating for um the you know the well in front of the audience basically a more consistent 16 throughout the year and not uh new teams every time i i guess it's like an attempt to keep teams from changing well i mean it's well, mean, because the last two splits, we've seen completely different teams than the two that are coming in. So not two splits, two events. We're going to be seeing brand new teams coming in. Well, let me we just say, so maybe, maybe I explained it badly. Maybe, maybe I explained it badly. What it does is if you're in a top 16 team, there is no incentive to not blow up the roster and just start fresh the next split. Whereas in the in last season format, it, you know, if you if nothing's going that well, you're like, you know, 11th, you're like, oh, whatever, we're not going to make major. Let's just blow up the roster, get a brand new team, we'll just own the next split, go straight to, you know, that, uh, just make a new team and make it into that land. But now you're probably going to miss that invitational, that third regional, if you do that. So there's much more incentive in this format for teams to stay together if they're in the top 16. I think that's what it's trying to do. Not yeah. have as many teams changing. Does it doesn't but, work um, in OCE, does it? There, CJ doesn't work in OCE. Third, fourth, and fifth teams all blew up. <laughs> look, the problem with going to overall points is it's kind of almost introducing like a league play into it, where we're sort of shutting off everyone outside the top sixteen for the rest of the season in a way. Yeah. When a third regional is always going to total points, which means teams that aren't in the top sixteen for total points, they're never going to be able to make a major. Um, outside the first split, when it's sort of well, do, do you think it's open. bad that the world championship is based on like total points because some team could be really good in fall, decent in winter, terrible in spring, and still make world championship if they do really well? No, nah, that's fine. I think that's fine. Um, so, I think, but you... it's it's the same idea though. It, it, it's the same concept of like if you've had a good like mm. fall, and then let's say it's like a team had a really good fall, really good winter, and then they just had the worst imaginable like uh, uh what do you call it um spring where mm. they're like oh no it's all gone wrong in spring now you just don't see that team in the invitational um at all and people are like where's this team gone um would you like, would, would that you be, be happy johnny for a team that was did really well at the very beginning and then in the third split literally came dead last but kept getting invited because they had enough world uh, like points across the season and that was enough to get them to worlds literally coming dead last and then getting but still having enough worlds points to get the extra 3 points which sends them over the line or 4 points or whatever it will be in spring split well i mean i i don't know i i see it as pretty fair to be honest i don't know a lot of people are saying it's unfair i think it's fair because the two teams. Well, so I can pull up the two teams that have done this. I just, I, I don't just think it's that bad. Disagree more. I think I it, don't think it's think, as bad as people are making it out to be. I really don't. I still um, just want to see the in. I want it to be internal to the to the split. I want to see teams that have done well across the split get the invite because those are the teams that have done the best over the split. That's the one that makes the most sense to me. And the surely to with the it, audience who's watching. The problem with it, with it, as I said, is it feels like we're sort of we're really honing in on the top sixteen, locking it in, going to, almost to a league play. But we do, we don't have anything underneath it anymore. Like at least when we had sort of a locked, you know, top sixteen, top eight, or when we had RLCS, we had RLRS, we had qualifiers, we had other things. There was always like progression you could move. But as we're saying now. If you're locking in the top 16 total points, third regional is always locked. Sort of majors, you can't just pop up for a split. And, um, and you know, if you do well in that split, that could be your split where you show up and make major or whatever. This is like, 
like we don't have any other system. This is the reason why we're looking at Dark Zero with three months off or whatever, because there's nothing to do underneath. There's no, yeah, there's no. Well, I think that's there's a separate no, issue, though. I think that's a separate discussion. It is relevant. I think uh, it ties in with the discussion. format that they're doing, though. If that makes sense, like we're we're really limiting who we're we who we're keeping in the region. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think the lack of another like kind of competition happening necessarily means that what they've done is wrong. Like I don't think it's as bad as people are saying because if I just go through some of the results for you, it doesn't sound as crazy. Because when you just say, oh yeah, there's two teams who are going to be in the Invitational who didn't even qualify for either of these events that have happened um, so far this split. The the teams that, you know, did uh, you know, who, are, who, who have lost at their expense actually finished dead last in the uh in 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 these events the only team who didn't finish dead last and have had a spot taken away from them is vertigo who finished who, who did well in their group and then they lost in round one uh, that's a brand new team um but yeah the monaco esports they i think did they got two wins in swiss in one of the regionals one win in swiss in the other one and that's where they got their points from um so yeah they're I, I don't think it's as clear as people are saying. I mean, the teams who have lost out finished dead last in, in one regional or second last in one regional. They're like, wait, we deserve it more than the team who, you know, finished ninth to twelve, uh, ninth to eleventh um, last split. I'm like, I don't know if you do. It's pretty pretty close actually because that team barely should didn't qualify. Be, you did. Should there be some kind of points for getting close to qualifying then? Because at the moment you qualify for the top 16 by having a really good Swiss in the close quals mm-hmm. and you get yeah. three points, maybe a two points and a one point in the close qualifiers would have separated that. I think that's what would have got Vertigo over the line because they were literally game five in four of their five series and in three of the one, three of them were losses. Um, so they were really close and Monaco, uh, who obviously uh, are really d- did do really well in the first split. Um, haven't done well in this one. They were also really close. But Fufax Top, who was Heat last split, uh, they didn't get close to qualifying, uh, and they have made it. The only thing I do think might <clears throat> have been overlooked is that teams that played in the fall gained, uh, well, did well in fall, like uh, Fufax Top and Monaco, they gained points in the fall invitational. They got points in the in the regional three of the fall um and that's those are points that the teams who didn't do well in the fall didn't have available they weren't able to compete for those so they got points from th- like three different events and so far this split there's only been two so, so they're like kind of behind so i feel like maybe the way to have done this would be to ignore when you're looking at the top 16 teams to invite ignore the invitational points because the invita- the invitational points skews it in favor of teams who have yep. done well earlier in the season which is not what is you know supposed to happen you're supposed to you know the point system the circuit is supposed to skew <laughs> later in the season. <laughs> what, what Anybody to see how huge Rizzo's forehead was? Holy, you're it covering that massive. thing like an absolute can madman. You do that again. Do that again. <laughs> hey, no, I can't do that, do that. I can't do that <laughs> again. Lee shocked he himself more than anything. pushed his some hair guy, down. Sorry. Wait, can someone clip that? I, I, I don't I've mean to cut the, clip, the conversation, but some guy said, I can't trust the hairline I can't see, so I just went like, God damn. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is it receding? Are you going bald? No, he's just got a fat widow. He's face. going mold, yeah. I guess I'm balding at 25. Um, I guess, like, I, I'm sort of taking a different angle than you guys in terms of just, like, the overall ecosystem of the eSport. Like, it just feels like it's it's a little bit less alive 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like back in the day, we had like Gfinity's always going on, Astro 3v3s, like, even like ESL weeklies, Dream Hacks. There was just always other things going on, but now it's just, yeah. uh, I'm not, this isn't, again, another discussion like where the bubble play is going to play. It's just yeah. like a yeah. general esport discussion. Like, what are we, we don't have anything outside the RLCS, outside yeah. the four lands that we have, and well, well now, Game is 8, I guess. Is that RLCS has literally muscled out the competition, right? They because have. There's so many weekends, and the prize money is so much bigger than it ever was. It's six six million yeah. now, and it used to be like two million across a year. So it's it's absolutely blown up. And how you meant to be another tournament organizer competing with RLCS on both time and money? It's extremely top heavy, I guess you'd say as well. When we say top heavy, it's like outside the top sixteen, but which is fine, which is what it should be. But as you said, there's now there's sort of nothing else. Do you think, you know, we, I don't always like to always, we've divulged a bit into sort of format changes, going to two splits, whatever. What if they just sort of did a bit more of a counter-strike approach of let's open it up to other TOs to like, obviously ESL have their own thing or DreamHacks, but what if they said, hey, you can you can run a tournament, you can run a land, we'll count it towards world champs, like we'll have more of a circuit, and then we can have six, seven lands a year that all count towards the world or maybe some have more weight than others so teams yeah. can pick and choose where they go. And then you're going to have – it's going to be a little bit more – I feel like the scene's going to be more alive. That's what I thought it have, was going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. La- lands, lands are the answer. Lands are way, way more fun to watch, way more exciting for the players. Just simply a much better product than online Rocket League. Online Rocket League is great, but lands are like the real reason that we follow this esports. If there's, if there's no lands, it gets pretty, you know – uh, pretty hard to watch as we find out during the pandemic. We, we were like, oh man, we just cannot wait for lands. So anything that gives more lands is a win in my book. And right now there's so much RLCS 3v3 on the calendar that there's not even any incentive for other orgs, TOs to come out and do events because they're like, what are we going to do? Make another threes event? And yet again, the pros don't even want to play it because they're like, oh man, we just finished playing RLCS. We're you know going to take a day off and we're right back to scrims again. You know, there's no time, there's no space in the calendar for that. And yeah, two split uh, format would work better for that because you'd have a longer off season. There would be less um, roster move drama, hopefully, uh, in theory. But um, who <laughs> Do knows? we blow uh, it up though? Do we just blow up the format? Get rid of, forget about like two split, three split, and let's just get to saying, righto, here's four <laughs> or five slots a year. You know, or tournament organizers, companies come at us if you want to run an event. I don't, I don't think fun. so. I, I think that's a very that might dilute the quality. I think one thing that has happened is that Rocket League gameplay has increased, like the quality has increased significantly since this open format has started because it's so organized, it's so structured compared to what we had before. So that <laughs> that would we'd lose out a little bit of that if we blew up the circuit. I, I think keep the circuit, but just make it less of the calendar and leave space for other events to happen and, and yeah hopefully as well you know RLC, i think the biggest thing obviously i'm biased here i think the biggest thing rlcs could do biggest thing psionics could do would be to have other game modes other types of events they should have a like mid-season you know kind of crew battle um you know cross regional kind of event like imagine we had a, a smad rlcs official smad on land where there's like eu and na players in one team you got a sam player and an eu player and a mina player in this team with that would be so incredible everybody would watch that everybody would want to see it yeah. it would be better it would be more interesting than just another threes event and then if you know having a twos rlcs circuit a ones rlcs circuit i think would supplement it very well a world cup you know, these are the real ideas i think that we need to be making happen not how much 3v3 can we fit in the calendar because it's just like also, it's so repetitive 
There's also a significant problem, CJ, in that, again, going back to the prize money now being $6 million, you can't just go to RLCS really and go, you know what, we're going to cut the prize money in half. But that's something that you Ooh. almost have to do because, uh, like, if you're letting uh, events run as part of the split, considered a minor, for example, you're going to have to provide them financial support. And that's what it was in the past. If I if I recall, pretty much every major land in the past, like all DreamHacks, were Sionic-sponsored events. Like Sionic's paid. And, and that was great because they were a part mm-hmm. of the ecosystem. It made sense. But it feels like they're spending so much money on RLCS now that they may not be a possibility. I mean, that's just at least something to think about. Well, if they, if they drop the prize pool, they could just say, okay, the prize pool's five mil, but we're actually putting a million into like all these lands. So, you know, that, that no one would complain about this. No one. Maybe I, maybe someone. There's like, always someone complaining, but no yeah. one should complain about maybe that. I, like, I want to stay home. Can we not do this? Like, if, if lands are a quarter <laughs> mil, people are still going to go. They don't have to be like 500k or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, 200k, yeah. 150k, whatever. But... Yeah, I I still maintain 2019 was easily the best year for the esport in terms of like mm. it it felt like with Rocket League we had DreamHacks we had BTS we had WSOE uh, like that second E-League. half of the year how crazy was that where it was like every month we're just at a land somewhere that, else like that was, was Valencia amazing. BTS Montreal Even gnarly World. was like a thing back then as well yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was so ridiculous and not fun. yeah not all the lands were best. you know knocking your socks off some of them were in a science convention center with a dingy <laughs> bell all the time but, but it, it just felt like the esport was alive there was always things to go to bubble teams could always be like well we didn't do this let's go for that one you know we didn't make that let's go to let's do the gnarly qualifiers let's do a yeah. astro 3v3 weekly the eu guys were like we can still play gfinity lands like that was all happening in 2019 but it didn't feel overwhelming and you could still sort of pick and choose what you wanted to watch and that's when it felt like rocket league was just going to take off but now I, I feel like almost like they said that was awesome let's do that let's have our four lands a year pump up the prize money but it's almost just it's such a yeah it's just taken over the entire year but if regionals also were lands, not, CJ, you know I mean? it doesn't necessarily need to be like okay, less RLCS. You could just turn regionals into lands, like let, you know, regional the the invitational could be a a, a regional land, like an, an NA regional uh, land. Do, we, do you think land. that's sort of solving the problem though? Of you know, oh, I, absolutely. The, I feel like the if it was rest on of land. the teams though, not just not just at the top in terms of keeping it fresh for the top and the viewers, but in terms of like the growth of the the scene, like the grassroots, if you will, Rocket League scene, where they're still not going to be able to participate in a lot of those events. Like at oh, no, least yeah, when to- before totally. you had I, different qualifiers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I totally want to have more events as well, like some kind of like national team competing event, like, you know, World Cup style. 100% that would like complement like the, the scene super well uh, for, for like threes players to have a different thing to do. Um, but... I think both. I, I, you need regional, you know, regionals being lands. Just regional three being a land would be insane. Having a two split format, space in the calendar for like other stuff, that would be so good. Yeah, they, maybe like just take some prize money away from that and put it into other events. Yeah, there's so many ideas here that I think could work. Um, more lands is as simple. That's the TLDR. More lands. More different lands. I want to nearly say like we talk about the major sort of feeling like worlds. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of yeah. We same, we want a we want a mid season event where it's like kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. To not not three v three, you know. That's why I loved Gamers Eight was crew battles. That was genius of them. They, if they just did another threes event between the Spring Major and Worlds, it would have been like, what are you doing? Like the, the, this is just you know the same again, which is like oh great. It kind of like also takes away from like if you know Spring Major happens, Moist win. 
and there's another big threes event like two weeks later and another team wins it's like oh great so mice were the you know the best team for two weeks <laughs> and then then someone else wins you know you've got to let it breathe a little bit like let, let that team be the best for a while uh before you have another big threes land yeah, yeah, it was have, very like, funny like, during lines, the dignitas era, era where there were a lot other lands like they w- would win worlds but then come second or third in, in uh, Huey, yeah. Other lands. yeah and, and yeah. it's sort of like you know, if they had only played, say, Worlds and not these other threes tournaments, that everyone would have just been like, I mean, we were still like that, but like, we, it wouldn't have taken away a little bit from it. Yeah, totally. If they didn't go and win everything else and get finals all the time, then yeah, but they were just ridiculous. Go to team. anyway. That's that, that it, sort of leads us on to our next topic, right? Is that uh, we've been watching so much NA versus NA, EU versus EU. And then all of a sudden, a discussion about NA versus EU, <laughs> an exciting thing that happened at LAN comes up. And Johnny, what was happening on Reddit? We saw multiple Reddit posts this week. And I, what actually happened? Uh, okay, well, the, the short story is uh, I was just sitting down and you know, enjoying uh, another great episode of the First Touch podcast. I love the First Touch podcast. I encourage you all to watch it. Great content. Um, shout out to T-Bits, Rolders, Daz, and all the guests that they get on. Um, but yeah, T-Bates has some ridiculous takes, and I love him for it because I disagree with 99% of what he says. Um, but yeah, the, you know, if we all agreed and everything, it would be boring. So I love love T-Bates. And one of the things that really stood out to me that he said on the podcast, I'm par- slightly paraphrasing here, but you don't need context. This is what he said. <laughs> he said, EU has done nothing in the past year to show that they're better than North America. So I thought that seems like a little bit of a an off take for me i'm i'm gonna go and like look at the stats for last year just some very like you know surface level stats i tweeted out some stats at t-bates about how many lands eu's won how successful eu players have been win rates all that just some stats on my own twitter at t-bates um that was you know just to remind him that he might be he might need to you know reevaluate that opinion um but yeah, I guess Reddit don't. Watch, I guess the Rock League Esports Reddit don't watch uh, First Touch because they they thought I just tweeted that out of the blue for no reason but to annoy them, and they th- had a like, three hundred comment thread about how uh, how annoying it is EU versus NA is still being forced down their throats by um, analysts and casters in the Rock League scene. Um, so yeah, they they were they were pretty upset about it. But yeah, that that's that's I think I, all that happened really. I, I, don't think I, I, yeah, I just want to say that the. To me, the EU vs. NA, the whole discussion is incredibly entertaining still. It was absolutely peak in, you know, when we didn't have LAN events. But the, mm. the first, uh, what was it, the first LAN back Sweden? Was that it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. first LAN back Sweden was incredibly hyped because of the EU vs. NA debate. And I like, obviously it's died mm. down a little bit because we've actually had inter- international matchups. But it's still incredibly entertaining because, which, which is also another reason why I want like the, um, the ruling for import teams and stuff like that is because like it's extremely fun to root for your region like i don't don't really like i mean me personally i don't have like teams that i root for uh just because unless i'm a paid fan like moist but (laughs) like having having regional pride is i i don't know so i like i don't understand how like every other sport has this regional pride and i understand like teams are actually from the cities and stuff like that but like you're from NA. Why not? Why don't you want to root for NA? You're from EU. Why yeah. don't you want to root for EU? It just doesn't make sense to me why like the discussion 
is not it's worth super it to interesting people. i yeah. love no, I the weird thing about it to me right is when we had it in rlcsx we had no results to go off because it was all online eu's playing eu na's playing na and it was the the fun, like the na fans were up in arms the eu fans everyone was in on it and it was the it was so fun you know it was, there was no results so any anyone was the winner and now we've had lands back. We actually have sort of statistics to bring up. Well, actually, this team is me. And everyone's like, this is the worst discussion ever. Like, hey, what, why as are we even talking about it? Because there's results. And you don't want to, like, this is, again, the reason that people don't like the debate is because sometimes they're on the wrong side of it in certain scenarios or in yeah. certain times of the or eras, which is right now, EU statistically have a little bit better. And we're just seeing a lot of the NA fans be like, this is so boring. But then I... <laughs> Because <laughs> the other way, and they start winning a couple of leagues, they'll be like, huh, don't see many of the EU boys talking about the regional debate anymore. <laughs> I, it's going to go wait. the same both ways. I cannot it's, wait for NA to. It's, it's going to yeah, it's going to go the same both ways. Right You're now, we're just it. seeing more EU people talking about the regional debate because statistically, right now, they are winning the regional debate. Who's better? Because we've seen it at Lands, and it's going to go same the other way. When NA start winning, we're going to see the NA fans start talking about the regional debate again. Huh? Look at the numbers. Yeah. NA starting to win, and you're going to get the EU fans being like. Oh, who cares? Or being like, oh, you guys weren't saying it when when EU are on top. It's just going to keep going oh, back and forth like that. It's, it's going to be worse. It's Listen, it's going to be ten times worse. All of you, and I've talked to all of you NA redditors. I've seen the, I've seen like the what do you call it? Every the demographical one. breakdown. Have you seen the census? It's like the 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 early sports subreddit is like seventy percent North Americans, twenty five percent EU, five percent other. So. I wonder why they don't like the debate. Hmm, not not a difficult thing to figure out, in my opinion. But the day that NA like dominate, they, oh man, the timeline's going to blow up. Reddit's going to blow up. They're going to love NA versus EU debate. They're going to. Yeah, you're going to see exactly. somebody comments like, "I don't even like the 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 debate about NA versus EU, but isn't it funny that NA is doing so well?" And then you're going to see comments like. I'm from uh, EU, but uh, even I would love to congratulate NA. Yeah, it's great how you can just you know make up what yeah. region you're the from and you reason... comment and act like it's undeniable truths. You're going to see those comments. Trust. Everyone loved it in RLCSX because you couldn't prove who who was better. Like there was no way. So it was just <laughs> it was just purely fifty fifty. Yeah, so you just information. It was great. <laughs> Both fan bases could just say whatever they wanted about absolute nonsense. This this uh, this region's more mechanical, but this team's got better team play stuff. Like that. you could just say anything because there was no results. And now we have results. You're always going to get like a little bit of an imbalance in terms of the results because some one region might actually be better or proven to be faster because we're getting stats at land. And now all of a sudden, the discussion's like, this is shit. Like, stop saying, stop talking about it. It's like, no, we still want to keep talking about it because it's interesting. It's going to keep going to the top of the Reddit because people yeah. are interested in it. It's just that some people aren't happy with the current side of the discussion, yeah. which is There's all There's a reason those threads get 300 <laughs> comments. And you, yeah. know what, you know what actually tilted me, though? What actually tilted me, I'm not going to say all of Reddit because that's not no, true. A, but there's a, there was a lot of people in that first thread that are literally complaining about somebody's personal Twitter and somebody's personal stream. And I, even a, even a one of the Reddit mods made a seven paragraph thing about how annoying it is, spending more time talking about how annoying it is than anybody talks about the argument. And I'm just thinking, this is somebody's personal content. On the analyst desk, it comes up, but like, when it's people relevant, act like yeah. it's the only thing that people ever talk about on the analyst desk. <laughs> it just it's yummy, so misrepresented. I, yummy, I, I was 
I was streaming for like three-ish hours or two and a half hours. I can't remember. I had three like uh, one show matches, which were, in my opinion, like world-class matchups. And then I think uh, like a thirty-second window, Dazarin said hi in my chat, so I gave him a shout out for like reacting to that thread and uh, having, uh, in my opinion, pretty good takes on it and just having a good time about uh, the whole situation. Um, and that's the only bit of my stream that got clipped to the Reddit is me talking about <laughs> Reddit, not. Any of the like incredibly high level matchups. Oh yeah, just I think I saw me that one. Saying, I, the just title me... was like Johnny Boy's opinion on something. The debate on the current anniversary. I was like, yeah. actually, yeah, like it doesn't really bother me that people are hating on me and my content. Like, no, nothing Reddit says is going to influence my decisions of what I'll do as a caster or a content yeah, I was, creator. I was reading I, through I the Reddit thread with Johnny, and I'm sitting there <laughs> getting tilted, and he's just laughing. So. The guy who posted yeah, I'm, it I'm, that, that clip cool. literally did it to rage bait. He admitted it much later. Who's he rage baiting? Yeah. Like. Because the entire Reddit just blew up. Did he rage bait? Like, well, the problem well, with you know, the Reddit, so you guys the all, with... everyone bought it. Like everyone. Bit, like, bit, the thing bit, is, like that's <laughs> actually what the Reddit is about, though. Like you've got to think Reddit. It, it, it's a platform that just by the upvote system naturally lends itself to controversial and skewing yeah. negative takes. Like if you post the exact same thing, except you flip the positive and negative angle two threads the negative one is going to get more upvotes because it's more controversial news controversy sells news always tends to skew yeah. more negative that's where reddit is so you're gonna like attract people who are just naturally negative and controversial in what they type are gonna think wow i'm so popular and right all the time look at my upvote the upvote comments and they're more inclined to write more and that's how the you know reddit the active commenting reddit community tends to you know be so contrarian and so negative is because that's those are the people that are going to get upvotes and be like, yeah, I'm good at this. I'm going to keep typing. And then all the people are like actually just trying to, you know, have have some positive takes every now and then, and not not spread con controversy. They're going to get like two upvotes. Well, to, be, like, to be fair, oh, that was, the, that was people, boring. the people who do speak like like extreme negatives and stuff, they do get downvoted. Or when people do say yeah. something extremely stupid as well, they also get downvoted. Like you usually don't see those it's, comments. It's, for well, I guess I guess what I'm saying is like, wasn't there like a uh, well, I, I I can like reword it as well. I think the legit problem with with Reddit, not like Redditors, the Reddit system, is that you'll have one person who just makes a post. And you and, and that post just becomes things like six posts a day, maybe, and any post goes up the top. What why like why are we making an entire Reddit thread about Johnny Boy's stupid tweet? I, you know, like that's not necessarily meant to be a discussion. There's already a discussion on Twitter about that entire thing. Why is that blowing up? And there's like well, two actually, solutions. On, just really That's quickly, one yummy. person on, doing on Twitter, it. Or... No one, yummy. Just very quickly. Yeah. On Twitter, no one thought it was like out of place. No one at all. Everyone was just like reacting to it normally because it's not out of yeah. place. Like that is just a normal tweet. And it was like directed at T-Base, not really like Reddit. So no one thought, whoa, whoa, where is this coming from? It's a super just standard tweet. Not all my tweets get that reaction. Some of, the, some of my tweets garner a ton of like negative responses. Um, but that one, I didn't think it was... I didn't expect there to be a Reddit thread about it. I was like, I don't think yeah. this tweet's particularly weird. But the, the reason is people actually, I think the Reddit, like people are upvoting. They actually do like that kind of stuff. So they see that and they're like, upvote. And they don't comment. Yeah. And so it's like the commenters are the ones who don't like it. And they'd rather talk about how annoyed they are than the actual topic. Like they'd rather have a discussion about how boring NA versus EU is than actually talk about NA versus EU. I think talking about how boring it is is more boring, in my opinion. I think NA versus EU is very interesting. <laughs> we're, also and actually, now, like, we're having... also now having a discussion on how boring yeah. NA versus yeah. EU is discussion is of NA versus EU. 
Yeah, but now it's like more interesting again because you know we're meta, we're meta gaming. <laughs> but I, I can't believe they'd rather like have a 300, 300 comment thread discussing how boring any versus you is than actually get threads. into the stats. You know, get into the stats. Maybe like don't upvote that, don't comment in that thread. Make make a new thread, comment in that one instead. I don't get it. But yeah, I I, I don't really think that there's anything Reddit can do about this. It's just it comes with the site. It comes with you know. I guess for, it also for comes people like me, it comes to the job. There's only about six threads a day on the Rocket League esports Reddit, and yeah. so like if if you're just making any thread, it gets a, a significant amount of viewership. You know, a League of Legends subreddit, or I don't know about LOL esports subreddit, but the League of Legends esports uh, subreddit. You know, unless you make an absolute banger tweet about something original and, or maybe not original, but something like huge, it's not going to be seen. It's not going to get to the front page. Yeah. The other thing to remember as well is like, you know, I, I, I've said many times I don't really care about seeing stuff like this because I've done, I've been live streaming for so long and I've seen every negative comment imaginable in my Twitch chat and I've like, you know, trained myself not to care. So like when I read stuff like this on Reddit, I don't care. But I know like some of my colleagues and like some players actually don't like seeing that and they stop looking at the Reddit entirely or they don't want to, you know, engage um so it is definitely pushing some people away um and i you know i i i don't really comment on the reddit that much either um well it's very very rarely i don't really want to it's never really been my thing i'm not really much it's of a definitely like the best place Reddits. to talk about the esport in general like you, you, i don't know it mm. just i, I love reddit it, like it, there's yeah, obviously yeah. a reason the we're bringing it up it's, it's a great forum like the no the forum like yeah, the trying side, to the you side know, side have any kind of conversation perfect. on twitter is like very bad where like twitter twitch like you can't have a conversation on reddit like the site is like very well put together for that it just like you know those threads that are trying to have you know deep conversations don't really get voted maybe a couple people want to talk about it not really many um but yeah i think overall not much reddit can do not much the mods can do it's a neg it's gonna be a negative community as rockley grows it's gonna get more negative it's gonna get more contrarian there's nothing to do about that it's just gonna happen but stop like pretending that you guys don't enjoy it like reddit's in denial they they enjoy like the you know seeing these con well, controversial also, threads. like just a, just another thing as well if like if people really do hate the na versus eu debate like it's very obvious that uh i mean us right us four like we go on the subreddit um i i don't really read the paragraphs i just read the little headlines and maybe a couple sentences <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I go there and i read stuff so if there is like a more like an actually more interesting topic then it's it's very easy to to make a post and like you know get it out there and stuff like that because people uh like us and, and plenty of other people will actually go and, and look at that stuff so if you're making a post about like we're like we're talking about it now about why the anniversary debate is bad like if it was actually a different topic that was like something substantial that people could actually have a discussion about it probably would be being yeah. discussed right now instead of this you know what i mean do you do you all yeah. agree or does this does it, do we agree that you know having comments Comments on comments on comments about how bored people are about the NA versus U debate does nothing. That's not going to stop it from happening. It's not going to change how many times people like me tweet about it, talk about it on my stream. I don't. I don't care how many people on Reddit think it's boring. I. I'm going to well, keep doing what I want to do regardless. Yeah, no. and so is everyone in the yeah, community. No one's changing their opinion based on Reddit saying actually I find this boring. Well, we don't care. So yeah. it, it's doing nothing. This achieves nothing. Just comment nothing. If you if you really don't care, comment nothing. Then the thread is going to get less traction in the first place. So you're going to have a more, I think, uh, happy time with your life. You can go do, do literally anything else. If you're really that bored by it, well, just like, do something else. 
it's important as well for just just to be mindful of I guess the hardcore redditors, not to sort of just gatekeep too much those like these sort of discussions and and things like that when you know you might there might be like you know little Timmy who's who's like oh I really want to like I think they're so much better than NA I think EU sucks like let's and then they go on there and everyone's just like don't ever talk about EU versus NA like this debate is terrible and then you just see it and it's like oh I don't really want to talk about it it's a similar thing with um. Even I was looking at, say, the live RLCS doing EU on the weekend, and I mentioned something about um, the timeouts, how how important oh it is to not my. call a timeout. Yeah. I mentioned how important it is to not call a timeout when you're three games down when it's match point um, yeah. to call it a 2-0 because I still see it all the time. And then there's these hardcore redders like, this is such an old topic. I can't believe casters are still bringing up people calling timeouts at game three because no one does it anymore. I haven't seen a single team call a timeout uh, oh for like the, for two years on, on, on get three games on match point. They always do it early. And I was like, well, firstly, no, that's not true. But teams team literally still- did it. Yeah, literally did it. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, this is it's still an interesting thing because you're not it not is, everyone yeah. has watched Rocket League for four years and and knows when to call a timeout or why it could be beneficial in certain situations. It can, you know, you might see again like little Timmy who's watching be like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> actually a great point. Yeah, like I understand like you read the people that are in the Reddit are the most hardcore fans, but you have to realize as well that there's you're only you're not, you're not, you know, you're probably not even the majority that are watching the stream. A lot of people still don't yeah, use the Reddit. Yeah. Um, you might be like the 20%, the hardcore. Just, just be mindful of that is what I'm saying. Like when you're talking, cause it is a bit of like a hive mind of the, of the hardcore of the hardcore that oh, have, yeah. that think this is so repetitive. Oh, I've heard Johnny talk about EU so versus NA so much, but oh, you, you're not the, mind, the fourth time yeah, again. But, yeah. But you're still <laughs> not the majority. You have to realize it's still a product and it's, and it's going to be towards the casual audience for the most part as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, just just don't gatekeep too much. That's all I'm saying. They were like, they're so confidently wrong about so many things as well. What, CJ, what was that amazing uh, uh, comment that you saw? Oh, it was getting dude. massively upvoted. So it was in the Quadrant Team Liquid series. Um, yeah. There was an open net. I think Atto or Oski took a shot at the Quadrant net, which was <laughs> wide just, open. This is just and- you guys venting now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great. This is a great moment, though. I would say go back and watch it. It's so funny to watch back after seeing the CJ's tweets about it because yeah, ev- uh, everyone reacted like CJ and James Bot were crazy for saying, "Oh my goodness, a Chronic saved his teammate shot," because they knew based on the camera angle they had that that's absolutely what happened. But then so many people. Uh, on uh, on Reddit and uh, even in Twitch chat, and uh, you know all the socials were like the casters need to get their eyes checked. What are they talking about? Ixa was in the goal, and yeah, you uh, actually. But then and people the jump in like, wait, l- like let me see it. What happened? And then people are sharing the clip around like, yeah, what the hell? He was there. It's crazy that the casters didn't pick up on that. And then people were saying like, oh. You know, I understand the casters are in the moment, and sometimes they can miss miss these things. But he was clearly going to save that, and it was like, I was like, whoa, whoa hang on a minute, like, that, <laughs> no, it's not true at all. But it was just sort of everyone jumping into this agreement, which I guess is more of, I guess, the hive mind situation where it's like, yeah, he wasn't going to get that. Then the next person comes in, he's like, yeah, why would they do that? Yeah, what are the casters doing? How are they not picking up on this? What are they watching? And then it sort of just keeps adding on, and it, it keeps getting upvoted and stuff, which is why I actually tweeted because. We we were watching the player cams, not the angle you saw, and it was clearly an open net. Um, but it just goes to show just how quickly people's opinions can be can sort of deviate. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. It's so funny to see. It's so consistent, though. This is like the it, it's it's expected. It comes with the job that people will be confidently wrong with their takes about you. Uh, you just have to 
Yeah, laugh about it. And the uh, go to the replay, get a tweet. Free impressions for CJ, the impression farmer. Nice. The hairline clip is there on YouTube. No way. Yes. <laughs> Man, that poor guy. Oh, so I we, wasn't even we listening. Got, I was chatting. So we, we we've um, got an update actually on the the SSA Mike, yeah. thing. What's happened, Yummy? What's going on? So Wonder Mike just tweeted uh, that he's not going to SSA anymore. Uh, because people around him, I'm guessing friends and family, think it's too dangerous, so he's going to have to dominate NA instead. Uh, so he's going to turn that around. He's going to turn around uh, NA and be winning winning NA and winning Worlds now. I don't know That's, if that, uh, that fully stops him, because the initial tweet was something like, Lunar and C-Money were looking for a third. Wanda Mike so was they're going to go... They, I, uh, I don't know, but that's just what one, oh, one, one Mike was an yeah. option, but he was not their definitive option because one Mike was also looking for something in NA. Ah, so those, oh, but those also other two Turbo Pulsa, Turbo Pulsa said in Twitch chat like a while ago that he wanted to go. So there's him, um, you oh, know, there you step go. He's open. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like they could still be going the other two without one Mike, but we'll have to keep an eye on the situation. That's all the updates we have for you guys for now. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about this week was the fact that Zen is apparently now one's main. Don't know if you guys have been following that. Yeah, he's just dominating every game mode now. He's been a twos grinder for years. Everybody's saying he's going to be the best threes player of all time when he can when he gets unbanned and he can play. But yeah, he's also now one's main. He beat Jack, beat Moxie. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who's going to stop this he guy. Lost, he's kind of yeah. ridiculous. He beat Lost on NA servers. Yeah, they, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> How is Zen so good? What is happening? Is he him? Well, That's the question. He's him. I think he might he be going to win, be the best player ever in RLCS? Like, is, is that, like, does that convert? I think that, that has to come along with, like, team success as well. You know, I don't know if it matters how good he is. They'd have to, like, win lands, you know, whereas Vitality or whatever team he's on in the future. I feel like he can... It, I feel like it's hard to be known as the best player to ever touch the game without ever <laughs> achieving, like, a lot of success but Willie, in the you field. know are you are you going to predict that like he is on the team with the the sixth best player in the world that's true alpha and well he drove past the ball a couple of times which was interesting i was actually chatting to alpha <laughs> yesterday um and and apparently it probably just wasn't on the grind as much compared to the regional one he said he dropped off the hours a little bit so he's back on the grind he'll be back up to 120 i'm expecting vitality to go big because that was a bit of an interesting uh yeah yeah he did situation. not look great but it, yeah I, was... I think i think we were talking about this like last shotcast maybe two weeks ago or something where um i brought up oh it looks like he ended up closing fifa or something like that and then his first ever chat message in my it's chat was right message. then and there and he was like i haven't opened it in months i've been on the grind or something so it looks like he closed <laughs> oh, rock league and opened fifa back up yeah unfortunately he did he um it got him back no no way did he, he did not play fifa did he uh... no way well, I gotta pull up his logs uh, now. Yeah, no, no like, he just said to me. Basically, what yeah. happened was Alpha hit me up. It was six a.m. Uh, his time, and he was playing OCE threes on three hundred twenty <laughs> Um saying that he's carrying threes and that our region sucks. So that was really good to hear. Um, <laughs> and but then he basically, I was like, "What are you doing at six a.m.?" And he said, well, "I've got to keep grinding. I didn't grind enough this regional, so I played terrible. I was legit a bot." So now I'm going to grind, grind my ass off for two weeks so we can make San Diego. So, yeah, apparently but it's fine he, because it, it's fine, though, because as, you know, uh, as T-Bates has told us many times, you know, if Alpha messes up, it's because his teammates are not good enough to motivate him to practice and then be the player he 
you know, should be. Wait, that, has, he, what... has he said that? Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not exactly those words, the but mo- yeah, to, definitely. To motivate him? They're, his teammates yeah, so he aren't wasn't... good enough to motivate him. Yeah, when Fairy Peak and Kate up were in the team with them, Alpha's not motivated to practice. There's no point be, in actually be playing, this, you know. And be the sixth best player in the world because his teammates aren't good enough for to motivate him to even play the game. Um, but yeah, you can he, he can still like ignore that and correctly and confidently place him top six in the world. Just assuming if he had he's thinking, right, if he had teammates that motivate him, this is where he'd be. But you know his potential is there, but Man, he's got yeah. he's got to get the work ethic. It, it seems like it's very inconsistent right now. Come on, Alpha, we need to get we need to get vitality to this land. If you guys mess this third regional up, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, surely, surely they're going to get another top four and just be fine. Just get in. Speaking of, I guess dominance. I, I just want to like, quickly. This isn't an NAEU thing, I, but I think in terms of the ecosystem again, Genji. NAEU thing. No, Gen G and KC dominating is like the the happiest I've been in terms of how I like <laughs> yes. looking at the esport. I love it. I know we have this debate about whether it's good if you get heaps of different winners or no one's dominating. I love that we've got two absolute powerhouses in the mm-hmm. two big regions. It is awesome to see. I think this is this is so good. It adds adds so much more. I don't know, just when, whenever KC's playing where it's quarterfinals, semis or something, you're like, you're watching and you're like, can can they get beat? Like, are we going to see him slip up? I love like, that we, whole aspect. Can we at least have some closer matches though? Like have a little bit of a downturn? So, I guess they boring. played, the quarterfinals were a little bit, uh, you know, it was all Vatira and that, but once it got to the final day for KC, like Itachi was the best player yeah, in the world and it was just Itachi's so easy. He is ridiculous. Yeah. If we're just talking like winter split. Oh, so far, he's top three in the world, like mm-hmm. easily. He's insane. It's actually like outperformed Vatira overall. Vatira, he still carries. Vatira's, yeah, he, he's a monster. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think he won <laughs> V3s like some people think he does. Uh, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily need all four three game sevens, but at least not four O stomps left, right, and center. Mm. Uh, yeah, this weekend was also really interesting with like certain well not certain players but like players struggling as well it felt like uh, some people were just absolutely dominating some people were having a rough time a lot of crossbars hit in multiple regions this weekend uh it was a it was a it was a fun weekend but also like somewhat of a boring weekend in terms of how the matches played out the matches were quite one-sided a lot yeah, yeah. but the the yeah the gameplay was definitely exciting at times with the mechanics the increasingly um evident incredible mechanics but yeah, so the, CJ, that, who's better, Carmen Corp or Gen G? Uh, oh, I'm gonna keep saying Gen G until I say otherwise. But I don't want to get into that. I want to get into. I want to ask Johnny Boy real quick because I know that we had this discussion in the green room after a certain series. Team Quadrant made top four, whilst to me visually still there were double commits, not having any offense. Just they just scrapped their way to a top four. I know that you were quite you know, visually annoyed after the Vitality series. I'm annoyed because Stumpy was the only one in the EU pre-show who predicted that. And then somehow Alpha just couldn't hit the ball. So he Stumpy was right. That's why I'm annoyed. I actually really like Quadrant. I think that oh, I love the boys. They're, they're, they're great how they're playing, I mean. But yeah, how they're playing. Um, I, I think, you know, they're not a top five team on peak that we've seen this split. I think uh, you know they're still a little bit behind um, the top five, probably like six, seven. Um, but hey, they're they're in the top five overall because they've been consistent enough. Uh, they've made a, a deep run. They're beating Vitality, so that's that's an impress, super impressive result. 
but yeah, they they were tweeting a little bit like, why are we getting underestimated? Why, you know, do we uh, not get as much uh, praise as other teams? And uh, you know, they they've correctly identified this because none of them are really content creators, and they're an EU team. So people, you know, EU team who aren't content creators get kind of underrated naturally by the by the Rocket League scene. But yeah, they they could still they can make it back to a major for sure. They're in the top five right now. I wouldn't mind it. It feels like the first split all over again where we're thinking surely they're not going to do it and then they make it. And after the first regional, it felt like they'd sort of, you know, were maybe going down a down the, on the downtrend. But after this mm. one, they just find a way to win. I don't know what it is about their team, but I, I think they just have a good setup. Um, you know, I guess, you know, they've got, they've got a good support network around them. They've got Snasky behind them. They did, just oh, did you see, by the mentally way? maybe just find a way. Did you see how close they were to just straight up being eliminated from their group, though? Game five in their third series of the group, their yeah. last series of the group. If they lost game five, they're out of the group. They're fourth place. If they win game five, they win the group. It was that close. The group was super close right down the middle. Um, but yeah, Quadrant did get the win. And uh, they had a tiebreaker with BDS, which <laughs> BDS were not too happy about. BDS didn't Do like that. Do we want to touch on the tiebreakers a little bit? I know Seiko was very uh, oh, public about it, tweeting my. about how bad <laughs> it was. Yeah. I tweeted about it. Oh, no. I, I tweeted about it as well. Yeah, we've, we we probably should touch on it. So for the those who didn't keep up with the group stage action, what happened is that um, Quadrant and BDS tied for two series wins and one series loss. Um, so obviously there needs to be a tiebreaker there because they're in the same uh, series score. Um, and the tiebreakers are as follows for the winter split. The first tiebreaker is game differential against tied teams, and the second tiebreaker is game differential. Now, that confused BDS. They thought game differential was the first tiebreaker, and they they did have a better game differential against the group overall. Um, uh, plus four game differential. Quadrant was only plus one. Um, but yeah, since the tiebreaker is game differential against tied teams, you just look at who won the series between Quadrant and BDS. That was Quadrant. Therefore, Quadrant get the win. So it looks a bit silly in the in the group graphic because you got a plus four losing to a plus one. Doesn't really uh, appear sensible. But yeah, it's because Quadrant beat BDS. Like head to head has been prioritized. That's yeah, it is a on. very confusing rule because, like, obviously in the other side, uh, it ended up being that there was in. Uh, order of game differential, so it looked like that was the tiebreaker. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is kind of like more like just head to head. But yeah, like the the game. other ones make more sense because they actually like when they didn't skip on the game differential, like plus four, plus three, minus yeah. one. But the BDS group See, goes plus one to plus four. Like they definitely had a better game differential, so it looks extremely yeah odd when you're looking at it. See, the confusion is that people thought that the Carmen Corp group was using a different um, tiebreaker for three teams. But it's actually not. It's the same tiebreaker. Um, it's just that okay, game okay. differential against tied teams. When there's three teams, you look at all three of the matches that were played between those three teams, total up the games there, and that's how you break the three-way tie. For a two-way tie, it's just head-to-head. It's the same tiebreaker, though. The wording yeah, is the same. Can we? Yeah, I, I understand that the wording is the same, but like it's not actually the same tiebreaker. Like, I, I get it. It is, I, it is. I, no, 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 I understand what you're saying. But no, I don't think you do. I think it, I, I, no, no, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Garrett actually made a tweet about this, and he was like, it doesn't make sense that the tiebreakers change. And then so, somebody was Garrett's like, wrong. somebody was like, they, they don't, they don't change. I get it. I understand exactly what you're saying. The wording is the same. But why are you not calling a, why do you, okay, well, let me just read the tiebreaker rule. It says, game differential against tied teams. 
If there's mm -hmm. two teams that are tied, why do you not? Why are you? Why is the confusion there that it, it's not just called head to head? Why is because it because it could be three teams? I get that. I do get that. I understand how it works. But what I'm saying is, when people are sitting here confused about this, and then I see people on Twitter being like, "Oh, well, it's actually so simple. It's not. That's the reason why so many people are confused in the first place. Is because it goes from from Group B. It took a head to head result." And then and you can you can word it however you want. It took a head-to-head -head result well, because yeah. it took the game differential yeah. between two teams, which is just head-to-head. -head. Tied no, teams, yeah. Tied yeah. The two tied teams, yeah. yeah. There's no questioning yeah. that. And then Group A is three tied teams, so they took the game differential between three tied teams, which is not head-to-head. So head -to -head. Head -to -head. Which is it's head-to-head. Head -to -head. Head -head. Sure, whatever. Yeah. But why why oh. is it so incredibly confusing? Like people are like. Look, like, I don't think people, that's confusing. I think that's okay, but Johnny, you have to understand. <laughs> there are so many people confused, which means it's confusing. Well, people, people and, are confused. And we've always talked about RLCS and, and RL Esports being confusing for new viewers and all this stuff. And then you're looking at this and you're like, no, actually, that's not confusing. Well, okay, so another thing I should add here is I do prefer game differential as a tiebreaker um, in all groups like this. I think it's just a, the, my favorite tiebreaker because it's, a, you know, how you performed against the whole group, not how you did in one particular matchup, in my opinion. But, I, you know, head-to-head -head and head-to-head-to-head -head -to -head is a, it's a format that's been used many times in lots of different sports. How is it mostly American sports? Because what what you do if three teams are tied is you ignore all the matches that those teams played against the team not in the tie. So if you show Group A on the stream, you, what you, the the three Very matches that you need to look at are the Carmen Court versus um, G one match there at the bottom. G one have a plus one there. Carmen Court minus one. Then you also need to add in G one versus Sa. That makes G one's a zero because they've got plus one. And minus one is zero. Sa are now plus one, and Carmi Corp are negative one. Then at the very top, you got Carmi Corp three zeroing Sa. So they go from negative one to plus two. Sa go from one to negative two. You just add up all of their matches against each other. Right. Yeah. You just you just ignore you just team. ignore Solary. Like yeah. Yeah. But it's it's the same thing. It's like head to head. What does head to head do? You ignore the matches that the teams played against teams they're not tied with. It's okay, the same no, thing. But but yeah 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 you're right. You are it's just now you're looking at one match instead of three. But, but it is the same. But like when, it's also when you confusing say head to, head to the audience because it's been different in the past. When you say yeah, it has been yes, past, that yeah. too. When you say head to head, why are you even mentioning it's two teams and you call it head to head? Why are you even mentioning game differential? If it's 3-2, 3-1, 3-0, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's whatever team wins. So why does that matter between two teams if it's plus one, plus two? Why even mention the game differential in that? Uh, because think, why add an extra save, line of a uh, rule? Yeah, just to save yeah. a line, you don't need another line. Because if you add an extra line for two teams tied, head head, for three team ties, game diff against tied teams, when you could just like make it for all ties, game diff against tied teams, it's the same First Same off, thing. CJ, I'm not reading all that in chat. That's way too much. Second off, someone <laughs> just randomly came in and just trashed on Cash. Like he's not going to get any respect until he performs in a third regional. Like, it was crazy. Anyway, <laughs> back on this, anyway. Rizzo. Like for me, it's game diff against tied teams. There's two tied teams or there's three tied teams. Like what is confusing yeah. about that? Or it's head to head against tied teams, and there might be two game, two teams tied or three teams tied. Like what? Where is the confusion with that? That's what I don't know. It, it makes it makes sense if you just read it literally, but when you go from two, <laughs> uh, wait, as opposed to what reading yeah, it metaphorically, <laughs> yeah, no. If you if you like fucking sit there and study it, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you need to study it. <laughs> yes, because when you go when you uh, I know Johnny's gonna say the same shit. No, it's confusing because people don't read the rule whatsoever. When you, you, when you nobody go reads that rule. from two teams, it the, my it's just the same thing. I'm just repeating myself now. When you go from two teams, it's head to head. <laughs> When you go from yep. three teams, it's game differential. It's head to head to head. 
Well, it's game differential against tight teams. Key key information. Yeah. You can't just say game. I, look, I see what oh, you sort it's, of mean. It's different. The, like it, it's it's different. It's I, not I just, just a one to one. It turns into like mm. a three instead of the whole group, which I, I look. I sort of see like that side of things that it. it you <laughs> okay. do all of a sudden Wait, so how, sort of. No, 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 Rizza. How do you do the head to head to head instead of game? Quit calling it head to head to head. Just call it game. Okay, no, but how do you? No, how do you want to tie break the three teams? No, I think that makes sense. Game differential. <laughs> Yeah, no, game diff is good. Game diff is good. I yeah. think game diff would be would be better here. But like but, the uh, whole group, you mean Rizzo? Yeah. Not. But you realize Rizzo that you want the whole Rizzo. group differential or what it currently is. No, can I point something out though? This I think I've got a better question. So, what would your second tiebreaker be in the case of if we use game differential I'm not, for the I'm whole not group? I'm arguing that the tiebreakers are bad. All I'm saying well, is I'm, it's confusing as hell. Well, Rizzo, I, I, all I'm saying, all I wanted to point out is that it doesn't get less confusing if you flip them and use game differential as to hit the first tiebreaker. It, it stays the same because the second tiebreaker would be game diff against high teams. That would be the second tiebreaker. It wouldn't be head to head in the case of two teams and this. Like all, all you would do is flip the tiebreakers, have one happen before the other. And they would still both exist. So the, the element of confusion, I don't think would change. The only uh, thing that would change is that you wouldn't have cases like this happening, where a plus one is above a plus four. Visually confusing. Uh, confusing. But it's, as far as text goes, the text would be the same, just in a different order, um, if, you, if you flip the tiebreakers. Funnily enough, I think RLCS pros have in the past complained about game diff when they have the head-to-head -head in a situation like this, and game diff is used, teams have complained. They're like, hey, it should be head-to-head. -head. But no, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're gonna they're gonna complain they're gonna complain either way. When it's um, yeah. But if they do use game differential, is this is something like this able to happen? Like game? Well, yeah, yeah. Totally. You can have a completely tied uh, like game dev. <clears throat> if two teams have the same like, or if, if three teams have the same results, like if they all sweep the fourth team in the group, all three of the teams in the tie sweep the the fourth team in the group. And they all three to each other in a triangle. They're all going to have the same game diff. So then they would be split by game diff against each other. Game diff against high teams. So it, you would still need that tiebreaker. We wouldn't be getting rid of the the tiebreaker. People are uh, calling fraud fraudulent if we use game diff as the first tiebreak. Anyway, my 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 complaint about it was that you know obviously Saka was complaining about it because you know as you said you look at the group game diff they had the most game diff bds but they came second and i guess my point that i tweeted about on twitter was it just seems weird that you know if you if you lost to the other team in the tiebreaker in a purely head-to-head mm. -head, then you're trying to say well we beat all the other teams better than you did sort of situation well you know you lost to the other team that is also in first place so clearly you should be second do, do you whereas guys you use can that? go both ways in Australia, what what's the like real sports like usually use tiebreaker? Is it game diff or head to head? Which would be usually the preference? I know in America, head to head Ty, is pretty common, right? Uh, we would use like just I guess you could say game diff because we use like percentage, like we're scoring, mm. win, loss. Like in AFL, it'll be like you know yeah. most points versus least points. So you go on percentage, like how much you're beating. Right, so so yeah, the, the overall against the whole group thing. Yeah, but in in that situation though, it's more of a whole league system, like a whole season. You're playing, you know, twenty each matches other multiple times. Yeah, yeah, which which then it makes sense. But the problem with groups and doing game diff, I find, is that you know you might play the four the, the team that ends up finishing fourth, right, in the first game. They're up and about, they're ready to go, and you win three two because they're they're tryharding. It's game five OT or whatever. And then the same team that ties with you might play that team in the last match when that team's already been eliminated. Like there's nothing on the line and they 3-0 them 
because they can't they can't even get third anymore, and th- that team's not trying as much. They might start trolling, and then d- d- you're still weighing those two games exactly the same, and then that team might you know be first because of game diff. But the situation is yeah. different in those series. Does that make sense? I feel like it, yeah, it adds into. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. but I think the problem there in that world you're describing isn't the tiebreaker; it's the 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 following like thing, the next thing that happens. Like if you've only got one team progressing from a, from a group of four, for example, like let's say you had a group of four, the winner qualifies for playoffs, the other three are out. Then yeah, you're gonna get a lot of that. You're gonna get a lot of teams like, oh well, we lost the first two games, we're out. Third series doesn't matter; we're all gonna play the mark. Yeah. So that would be a bad idea um, because you're gonna get teams trolling and teams not like putting a hundred percent effort in. But the, I don't think that happens here because three teams make it out of the group. So I don't think it's possible to go into your final series and not have a chance. I think you always have a chance to make it out no matter what. I might be wrong with that I'd like, if there's a scenario. I'd love to see but it. also there's a situation like we saw with the Liquid Vitality series where if Vitality didn't win 3-1, then they couldn't win the group. So then after they drop two games, is it, there's not as much incentive to win the game five. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's still those sort of situations where you need to win by a certain amount or something. And then once you don't hit that, you might be like, oh, well, who cares? Because the liquid vitality match sort of meant nothing in the in that grand scheme of things with where they were moving. So I feel like there's there's always going to be some sort of situation where groups, you can either manipulate it, or if we drop this game, we might get a better seed, or it might mean we play this team or that team going into groups, going to the bracket. Like, I, I just think he- purely head-to-head, like, there's no complaints. If you lost to the other team in the tiebreaker, then yeah. bad luck, you're second. Like, it's, I think it's it, just very simple. It's an objectively fair tiebreaker. I think it's perfectly fair. And actually, Direct has pointed out in chat, well, he's, he's confirming what I'm saying, that the current uh, tiebreakers, it's not possible to be eliminated after two series with the current tiebreakers. Not possible. Even if you go 0-3, 0-3, you still have a chance uh, if you just 3-0 your final match or something. Um, so th- that's the advantage of the current tiebreakers over just starting off with game diff. Because if you have game diff and you go 0-3-0-3 and the other teams have all done pretty well, like traded games, you might just be already out. I think it could just you be an objective throw. fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, you might just might just be completely eliminated. But yeah, I, I mean, let's be fair on, on BDS as well, the originator of this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost a quadrant. Uh, the yep. Quadrant were either going to be fourth or first, and then Quadrant end up coming top four in the event and have brought themselves back in the major. And BDS are now essentially out. So, yeah, devastating. I, I think. I think the other the other part of this whole thing is I saw a bunch of people on Twitter as well um, with like the. <laughs> Which it's valid, but it's also such like a cringe argument of just win your games. Like it's such a dumb thing because when there's um when there's like okay, this even happened last season, right? When the group stages were a thing, there was like issues. People complained about the format. A lot of a lot of people like Swiss is whatever. They don't really complain that much. They just don't like it. But like every time group stage comes around, people are like, "There's issues with this. This is questionable." Which is why they changed it this group time of around. Group death, whatever. Yeah, yeah, groups, and then they do groups again, and there's issues, whatever. But people are making the argument that like, "Oh, just win your games." Which yeah, it makes sense. But if there's always a problem with the like the group stage stuff, I don't think group stage should actually continue to be a thing. But didn't this happen? I don't. Like, last, I don't like, like it, the groups before. Like, in a sense, yeah. last, like, like not even far, like not even like a long time ago. I swear we had like multiple episodes where we had pros on who say they don't like Swiss because you get random like tough like runs. They, through they Swiss don't. But the, what I'm saying, yeah, you're right. But like, I'm saying I, the arguments are different. 
the arguments are different for why they don't like it. They say, oh, it's, it, you know, we don't know who it is, or it's just, it's too long, or whatever. But you whatever. can also, you can get the death run in Swiss as well. You can get the the run of death, and then another team gets the I'm life not, run. I'm not arguing, I'm, I'm arguing, like, actual issues. Like, the, the plus one into the plus four, like, that's, like, a really weird-looking thing. To, like, mm -hmm. it, it makes sense, you know, we've all said this, it, that it makes sense that head-to-head -head should be the rule here, but it looks weird, and you can't deny that, yeah. that a team goes from plus one yeah, to plus be, four. It could be visualized better. I feel like just showing the four teams in a, like, in a little table like that makes it look really weird, but you could have it, like, visualized a different way um, yeah. to show that that team actually has the head-to-head -head win, and that's why they're first. Um, like you know, they don't have to like show. I don't know why. Moving up and down on a table. Like, yeah, why, why? Why show the game diff? Yeah, if game uh, diff wasn't even made. there, like uh, like a yeah. check mark to head to head or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, they should just be visualized differently to indicate that actually game diff isn't the main tiebreaker. It's down here in the actual scores below. That's what you need to be looking yeah. at. So it's, it's more of a. I think I don't think it's a format problem. I think it's just like a communication problem. But yeah, full blame has to go on BDS as well. The rules have not changed since the start of the season. They could have read the rules. They, it's not. I don't think that that hard to understand. They've got lots of support staff. They've got a coach. They've got management. They, they've got smart players. They should have known what the tiebreaker was. I don't know if it changed the way that they played. They, they three-owed their last round, so I don't think it changed anything for them in that regard. But yeah, it was their fault for not knowing what the rules were and their fault for letting it affect them mentally by like going straight to Twitter and I think furthering how tilted they were by like manifesting that negativity. Um, so yeah, I think they kind of beamed it there. They probably should have just like taken it on the chin, said, hey, our bad, we didn't know the format because we didn't read the rules. Whoops. You know? Yeah, BDS also ended their stream because they thought they made it to the next day and then they had to go resume their stream. They restarted it and then they yeah. lost. Did, did you see their tweets, by the way? Oh my, I don't know why orgs are doing this these days, but BDS have got an absolute clangor of a tweet chain, which I'll have to share with you guys because they, uh, they're going down the whole, like, you know, you had one of these, Rizzo, with your retirement, you know? Um, the, the benched, Rizzo benched graphic. BDS <laughs> right. have got uh, a whole chain of happy and sad looking player shots to illustrate for those who can't be bothered reading what's actually happened here so i'll, I'll link it in the chat you guys can go and look at this if you want i can to. also show if, this on stream oh you can show on stream even better so, oh, if, it if actually done like, perfectly <laughs> yeah we've got we've got uh, a happy extra we've got a sad extra a sad seiko then we've got a big monkey man win you know they've got the happy and sad shots to go with the victory and the lost tweet. Look at the, how happy Extra is if you scroll up, by the way, in the previous series when they thought they won the group. <laughs> we secured first place <laughs> in our group. Happy Extra. And then actually we're eliminated. Sad we're Extra. Out of <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yeah, it's tragic. A <laughs> uh, little update on the SSA scenario. Uh, Lunar just tweeted that he's also not going to SSA for the okay. exact same reason. So, uh, And he's going to have to farm the NA bubble. It and sounds like they actually, you know, I, you know, I reckon happen here. They probably like went and watched some tape on Limitless, and they're like, "Now nah, we don't want that smoke." I think they've dodged, <laughs> to be honest. I think they're dodging. They're scared. Yeah, I think they're, they're scared. scared. They should like, go. They're saying the regions, the like the, the the area is dangerous to go. I think what they mean is that it would be dangerous to get into a Same. lobby with Limitless and get <laughs> exposed uh, as as like bubble players in NA. So, yeah, dodged. They need to nice. need to work on their trash talk because they're going to dodge that simple uh, that quick. Facts. Oh, anyway, have we covered everything. We've got a very quick uh, uh, thing to mention, and that is that well, Gen G of balls back in their court. I think we started talking about KC domination, and we've ended up in BDS. But yeah, Gen balls back in Gen G's court to match KC's five regional finals in a row. 
Uh, Genji are on four. Obviously, they have the major final as well, so they've actually got five overall. But regionally, uh, Balls Back and Genji's Court's trying one-up Carmine Corp. Um, three-way tie in South America. If you want to see an incredibly oh, yeah, dramatic crazy. invitational, Sam, of course, have two spots for majors. They have a three-way tie for first place. Three teams are all in the same points. So that's going to be ridiculous to watch. And there's a two-way tie for first spot, uh, place in APAC because Elevate have won the second event. So that's, uh, that's going to be and cool. And Detonator too. threw hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. They won the first event and then came fifth to eighth in the second, oh losing. My, I didn't know that. Losing not to to elevate or to gladiators. Yeah, two teams they're competing with, losing to Lycus Empire, who are outside. Well, they're still in contention technically. Is that the uh, the team with Sig? That's the Sig team. Yeah, that's yeah. the American team. Yeah, the American team in APEC. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to yeah. be clear, they're not like imports. They're just Americans who. Yeah, are they actually just live there. Yeah. to join together. One of them's. Like half American, half Japanese. So yeah, that, that that's going to be really interesting. Two two very very close regions there, as uh, Sam and APAC. And the other news for all of you to go and do your homework on is that, well, not you guys, but the viewers and listeners, <laughs> is that the groups are out for NA RLCS this weekend. So uh, we've got more speculation about to uh, which group is a group of group death. D. This time it might be Group D for death. Yeah, Space Station. At least I'm, crew, yeah, I'm crew, sorry obviously. to A crew, you know. Is it a crew? I thought it was a crew. Uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, it's a crew, but you know. A crew, okay. a crew sounds sick. Though. I like A that. crew sounds good. <laughs> so I've been calling on group that. Group D is sick. You've got complexity, the, the, the finalists. You've got Space Station, who underperformed a little bit in the last event, but are known to just be so consistent against a groups, uh, especially. teams below them. And then Furia, who only lost to Gen G. So a really tough group. And there's a chance that one of those three previously mentioned could get beaten by a crew and then uh, n- lose their major contention. Then uh, what, what else we got here? G2v1 Knights Ghost Gaming. I think G2v1 should be fine. Phase Energy, Matey, Shop- and Shopify. Spotify. That's, that's an interesting one because Matey took down Phase. Uh, yeah. The last one could take down NRG. Shopify could take down NRG. Could take down NRG. Nah, Dude, that's just the thing of right. any group NRGs in though. Everyone, it's sort of like, <laughs> oh, that group's kind of interesting because there's sort of yeah. the, always that possibility. But be I don't exciting think it's a NRG win the vet, win the uh, group. That would be cool. I have Optic managed to scam their way into the Koi Dignitas group. What is that? How, how have they been <laughs> blessed? After a dead last finish, they've been blessed with uh, Dignitas and Koi in the group. Although I think Dignitas are actually a very solid team, so that could be a tough match for them. Um, hey, but Johnny, finally, I think finally we're going to see Genji win a group. How good would that be? Actually doing should. well day one. Yeah, they should win that group, and that would that would be helpful for their opponents. Maybe so. they lose after they win a group. They just don't know what's going <laughs> to what happens here. What do we do? How do we get better than winning? What do you do? We have any like pred- early predictions for who's going to win the whole event? Do you guys have a favorite? This Energy time? top four. I. Again, I, you did that last ooh. time, right? I know I did. If I keep saying it, though, I could be like Bates and then see like I told you so. I want Gen G. I want Gen G desperately to win the group so that we have a situation in the third event where we've got two teams fighting for the first ever Grand Slam in each region. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Gen G can win again. They look, they look pretty immaculate. They look so good in the last. I reckon reckon we could see Complexity Fury Grand Final. Do what we did in the first regional where it was the same (laughs) group. You know, Gen G Complexity in the same group last time. Oh yeah, I could see it. 
That's well, got to Gen G would be if Furia won their group, then they'd be on the same side as Gen G if Gen G won their group. So Furia need to make sure they don't win their group this time. Mm. So, okay, I guess we're predicting who gets second then. Who gets second if, if Gen G are just going to win? I reckon it's tough. I'm going to go complexity I'll, again. I think I'll go FaZe. Yeah. FaZe have I'm the gonna, right group for it this time. Yeah, FaZe regain, I could see that. I'm going to say Furia, though, because I think they started pretty strong and I could, I could see them improving mm-hmm. week to week. Well, are you Furia saying that Furia don't win their group and then make the run through the other side? Mm. Yeah. yeah, obviously we might just get unlucky and be wrong because we predict the team that's playing Genji in the semis. We're like, no, we're my my finalist. Yeah, whoever, whoever wins Group D will probably be up against Genji in the semis. Well, so you can't group D get a great group, really, because they're just going to be playing Group B. Like they're playing, and if you get second in your group, assuming Phase win Group B, mm. Group D second or third are either playing NRG, Matey, or Shopify in round one. So I think that's a pretty nice group to come out of. Like they're not. I, I don't know. I then guess G2, though. You, yeah. I mean, I guess no matter what, it's going to be scary once you're in the quarterfinals. But yeah, yeah you you would take any. You'd take, you know, Complexity uh, or Furia or SSG, like whichever two of those teams finish second, third, assuming that they, you know, actually are the top three teams in that group. They're in the quarters, at least. Yeah. That, I I, so. that, yeah, they're going to all have favorable matchups. Like, I think everybody would predict them over, like, the Group B teams, any of the Group B teams except FaZe. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting stuff. I can't wait for it. I I, I would love to see Genji win again because it's nice when you know it's just predictable for a change. Threes is so un, un unpredictable historically. It's nice no, when wait, we can wait, actually. Wait, wait, you can't right. you can't actually believe that it's it's fun when it's predictable. Don't you love chaos? I love it. Why? Well, I I, I love <laughs> I love when you can well as like a, a you as know, a predictor a predictor <laughs> go live and be like this team's gonna win and they actually win like okay, it's, it is so annoying satisfying when you're like this team have never lost to the other team they're undefeated in quarterfinals look at all this data that's gonna show that they're gonna win this and then they lose for no reason and I'm like why why did they lose that that's just cringe you weren't supposed to lose you were supposed to win how dare sounds like OCD every weekend yummy. Oh yeah, power well, <laughs> should definitely. I mean, they nearly beat. They beat G two. They nearly beat Liquid. They should definitely win this regional. If they come fifth, eighth. <laughs> I mean, that was also ruined because uh, so many teams disbanded. That uh, what Ground Zero were the number eight seed because there were only seven teams that even were there to Get willing to accept the invite to the event. There were literally only seven teams left that had points and accepted invites. And so Luna Ground and that Zero, come to OCE. That I'd accept that. that we'd welcome yeah. them with open arms. Please, please just just bring some think, more. That's a. Yeah. Pro, I don't want to say it's a better holiday because I've never been to Cape Town, but you know you can get some nice beaches. Go to the East Coast. Go to Sydney. Go to Brisbane. There's come, more, come prize, to OCE. more prize money as well since they want and to prize money. If they want to win, if they think they can win, it's safe. Yeah, they're it's not safe, well unless you get bit by a snake or something. But it's safe <laughs> if you're in the city. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. It's, it could be snakes. Have you there. ever died? Spiders. I've never I mean, died. Sure, but... Many near death experiences, but no deaths on this on this podcast in Australia. So one one guy I knew that like in my hometown, in the middle of the city, got bit by a tiger snake. Oh what is it? So when you say in tiger snake, what is what's a tiger snake? <laughs> is it a oh, tiger kill or a crossbreed between us? It's got and it's snake. it's got it's like stripes on its back, so you know it's a tiger yeah. snake. But you it's know, one it's, of the it's most venomous. Yeah, that sure looks it, like a snake. Yeah. I've Google imaged it. It's definitely a snake kind of thing. Good to know. Um, yeah. With stripes. Half yeah, we have, it's half we have, like, a half with him. 
We have like the first, second, and third, or maybe like top two of the top three, I think, are most venomous snakes, and also two, two, two of the top three most venomous spiders. So we we've um, got like uh a, a, we've got grass snakes in the UK, which is basically uh, uh, a, a piece venomous. of grass. Not not venomous. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be a piece of grass. Uh, yeah, they're, they're New Zealand great. doesn't That's have any snakes. snakes. No. Yeah, so we're neighbors. Well, four yeah. hours flight across, but still neighbors, and they're they're snake free. They have spiders, but that's crazy. Go to NZ, compete in OCE. There you go. They're completely mm. safe over there. These got have a lot of some sheep issues um, yep. through in the countryside. <laughs> but apart from they that, Luna, we're looking recently, at you. I guess. Wonder Mike, see, come over here. Come over here, play in OCE. That'd 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 be fun. I'd love it. I'd love to see like, and and there's like no excuses for teams that are competing in the major to, from OCE to lose to NA bubble. If they're not good enough to yeah, beat that'll be fine. NA bubble teams, they're not good enough to compete at the major anyway. So screw them. <laughs> and <laughs> and more, if they want an org to pick them up, the org's way more likely to pick up a team going to OCE than SSA because it's an actual LCS stream for that. Uh, with more viewers, so yeah, I think that's easy decision there. Easy, it can happen, boys. Is, was Johnny just lagging? Yeah, for he, was, me, he, was a su- he was a super it's robot. A good <laughs> win, I yeah. think we're losing Johnny. Yeah, as, as we're losing Johnny here, I'm going to wrap up this episode. We appreciate you guys watching Shotcast episode 29. I'm going to upload this on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, which I will make a tweet about later. So if you guys did miss any of it, feel free to catch up uh, with those links. And uh, thank you to Yummy for joining us today. And we hope you all have a good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.